Yep. Yeah, March <laughs> March 23rd, 2016. Oh, God. So it's what, 16 months or something? Yeah. And yet you're back, and it's another Marvel property. Surprise, surprise. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yannis Jr. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. It's Freddie. On this episode, we're going to be talking about all things Spider-Man. Of course, with the upcoming release of Spider-Man Homecoming, the sixth Spider-Man movie in the last 15 years. Indeed. indeed. So, Freddie, welcome back after a year and change. Yes. I'm happy to to be on again. (laughs) Spider-Man's a good character, at least, to bring you back on for. Yeah, we could talk a plenty. So, let's, uh, let's get into first, what is kind of your relationship to this character and um you know what is spider-man where does spider-man rank as far as your love of comic book villains or not villains but uh i guess when the black suit is a villain yeah uh, comic book heroes and uh you know what was kind of your mindset going into spider-man homecoming um well with this new spider-man uh i had i i have i had hopes because they 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 planted the seed in civil war really well Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought that it was a new catch on a Spider-Man where he was a lot younger, and well, I mean he was in high school in the first one. Yeah, but, but like I just said, it was like thirty-five-year-old yeah. Tobey Maguire. He's like, "Hi guys, I'm from high school." I'm like, you don't yeah. seem like you're in high school, dude. You seem like a teacher. Yeah, and and um, I just like everything that I just like Tom Holland as, as playing Spider-Man in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because. I mean, Andrew Garfield was good, but it's just... Well, Andrew Garfield was good, but the movies were You didn't have Marvel behind good. him. Well, the movies weren't that... Well, Marvel Studios wasn't behind the Raimi films either, but those were mostly... Two-thirds of those were good movies. Yeah. And I don't feel like really either of the Andrew Garfield movies is that is that great. I mean, I have them on DVD because I'm a psycho. Well, in but my... But they're, they're not standout in any way. That's true, but in my vision, I think uh, Spider-Man movies should be a lot darker than the Sam Raimi movies were, yeah though. well Spider-Man's not really to me he's not really a dark character though and I think that's one of the missteps of the amazing Spider-Man they made him all broody and I'm like this isn't Batman why is he so like well, depressed all the time well the thing is is that he he tries to keep a positive outlook and he tries to stay witty but at the same time all these terrible things are happening around right. him so it's a lot for him to weigh, on, you know, a lot, a lot for him, yeah, yeah, a lot to weigh on his shoulders. So eventually, it comes crashing down, and that's it's good to see a darker side of Spider-Man because villain or sometimes superheroes tend to get crushed by all their responsibility. Right, and um, I think that with Marvel in control, that could possibly take place. Well, we should say this is a partnership between Sony and Marvel Studios yeah, of course before completely. Civil War they established the sort of I guess joint custody of Spider-Man yeah and uh, that way Spider-Man can exist in the MCU interact with Iron Man which he doesn't yeah, movie quite kind of like a weird divorce sort of <laughs> joint custody of yeah. just Spider-Man but then Sony is still doing their Spider-Man. Like, well, I get to see I get to see Spider-Man on Tuesdays and Thursdays, <laughs> sort of. And Sony, you can see him on uh, Monday, Mondays, Wednesday, Wednesday Friday, Friday, Friday yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so then they, he's he's allowed to be a part of the MCU, and Marvel has sort of joint control over the Spider-Man films. 
but Sony is still free to do their Spider-Man spinoffs and other stuff which are with Marvel not involved whatsoever, which they already have, of course, Venom in the works with Tom Hardy in the lead, um, fighting Carnage. So I think you and I are cautiously optimistic on that, depending... I mean, I hope that it... I'm just worried that they're going to fuck it up again. I love Venom, and... Tom and Hardy's love, a great actor. And Tom Hardy's a great actor, and... Uh, Carnage is the villain and for him Carnage face, is a so. really good villain, Practically, yeah. I think they should need to. He's think, a serial killer. Yeah, so. basically, I think they need to go R-rated with it. Otherwise, there's no oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah, if they don't go R-rated, then why even bother? There's no, yeah, there's no and point. I love Logan and Deadpool hit yeah. so well. I feel Sony feels like a little more confidence probably well, in doing that. It would be perfect too to do an R-rated with Carnage because, like I said, he's a serial killer, right. and he's always been a twisted child and didn't know who his parents were and well, I, I saw today or no he was like into fo- he was in foster care and and he tried to push his grandmother down the stairs all like he had like a whole like bad upbringing right so. or he's just fucked up i saw on uh online today that cameron monaghan the guy that plays jerome on gotham which, uh-huh. uh he's he like somebody threw out that idea on twitter they're like oh we should they should get cameron monaghan to play carnage and he of course was like all about that um, I don't know. I think I feel like he's a little on the young side, but that that type is is I think the right direction to go. Yeah. For that character and the Joker and Carnage are not that dissimilar. That that that's sounds like if if Sony is thinking in that direction, that they're on the right track. Oh yeah, that would be a perfect Carnage. I so uh, and he's I, I don't think he's ever been depicted in a live action version. So no, no. He yeah, can that's... just go free with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this, that's the one thing He's that I will... He's proved that he can play a really good bad guy, so... I'm not 100% confident... I'm not 100% confident in Sony's ability to make an entire interconnected web of... Web, pun intended, yeah. of films out of just a Spider-Man property. Yeah. Because we've talked about this before. Because unlike X-Men, you can make 5 million X-Men movies. X-Men, X-Force, Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, Cyclone, everybody gets their own movie. You get a movie, and you get a movie. But Spider-Man... It's nobody other than maybe you know yeah Spider Man obviously Venom and maybe a couple others. Nobody wants to see a spinoff movie of Mysterio or Craven or or no. Silver Sable and Black Cat. Who why, most people don't know who the fuck they are and don't really care about yeah. Silver Sable and Black Cat, especially if you don't establish them in a Spider Man movie first. Yeah, do like a mini series. So or something I don't if I don't know do something. But the only thing that might be their saving grace is that Spider Man of of any single comic book hero. Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery is probably only only other one that's as deep and as extensive and as rife with uh, potential is probably Batman's. Oh, yeah. Batman and Spider-Man both have easily, I can name off the top of my head, 10 to 15 like marquee villains that would be really fun to see in a movie. Yeah, they yeah they have the the best sele- selection. Right. Because and, otherwise, you get to look at all these Iron Man movies. The villain's always like a different guy in a suit. It's more obscure. It's more obscure villains. Right. Everyone has pretty much heard of, primarily because though of the Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. The, I think it was well, the 1994. 90s, the 90s. And yeah, that's the one yeah. I grew up watching. So I think that's primarily a reason for people knowing so many Spider-Man characters right. is because a lot of people in your generation, my generation, have seen the. The animated show and they're That's like a good show, uh, they've been familiar uh, familiarized with it. And it's well, also, same thing with Batman. Also happened with like Batman. Series, the yeah. animated series happened around the same time as well. Right. And um, and they're just the just the character arcs are a lot better too. Right. Like, Superman had an animated show, but 
Superman, there's like maybe off the top of your head, you can name maybe five villains, and most of them are Lex Luthor. Well, their character arts aren't that great. Well, there's there's, there's, a lot of cheesy characters, right? So, yeah, you start, you 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 hit the first few big ones, and then you're at like Mister Mixius Pitalik and shit, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, we we ran out of ideas. We made a wrong turn here. Toy man, I don't know. I need somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps me feel a little bit better about that. So yeah, so we loved Civil War, obviously. And, uh, you know, that that movie did a, a good job not only in kind of balancing the Captain America with an Iron Man stuff, but also introducing both Black Panther and Spider-Man. And, I, I mean, yes, from a screenplay perspective, Spider-Man was sort of shoehorned in there. Where, like, oh, look, Tony Stark just happens to know that there's this kid in Queens. Yeah. That, and he knows where he lives, and he knows he sees Spider-Man, and he knows where fucking suit is in his room and all that shit. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know... We, considering that Marvel didn't have the rights to him until right before that they did the best that they could to sort of introduce look he's been there the whole time yeah and this movie I think kind of further establishes that um you know further integrates him into the universe in in a lot of interesting surprising ways so anyway needless to say we were hoping that this would be a really strong introduction like proper introduction to Spider-Man in the MCU and kick off a long-running series of Spider-Man movies from Sony's perspective, considering that they kind of fucked up Spider-Man three by pushing Venom in there for no reason with all the and other stuff. And Black Spider-Man, huh? And Black Spider-Man. and Black. Yeah, there's too much. They didn't. You did not. You should have just have Black Spider-Man. I mean, if, and then Venom should have been his own movie. It's, or something. it's like the 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 mix the Mixelpidolic. Right. Like if you if you start having Spider-Man dancing on the bar and oh, stuff God. and and finger pointing to girls on the like street then elements. then you know I do like, you've I like elements of that movie the visual effects of that movie are really strong oh yeah of course some of the individual scenes and sequences I like the but action, overall some of the action a, sequences are overall good it's too. a met the score like the Sandman Birth of Sandman music and all that yeah there's segments of that film that I like enough for me to be like alright I'll own it fuck it yeah uh, but it's not a good movie and so they botched it after Spider-Man 3 when Spider-Man 4 I mean, was canceled. It's, it's the same thing that happened with The the Last Stand. It's just too many... Right. It's too much What happening. is up with that? Like, other than Civil War, I guess Iron Man 3 was decent. But even Iron Man 3, like, the second one was... Like, yeah. all of these superhero trilogies, with the exception, I guess, of Captain America, have a really weak chapter in there somewhere. Yeah. Thor, I thought the second one was pretty weak. It's yeah. Not, it's not terrible, but it's one of it's one of Marvel Studios' lessest, you know, lesser... It's like yeah. down there with Iron Man two and Incredible Hulk and stuff for me. Yeah, it's it's entertaining, but it's still like the villain isn't as yeah. Malik enticing. He, he, I feel like he's the one that he's the example everybody goes to when they're like, look at Marvel Marvel Studios and their shitty villains, and they always throw that that elf guy from Thor two. Yeah, like, yeah, I think because the Thor villains are not really that known except for so Loki, they just, and they I guess now Hela to... in the in Ragnarok, which yeah, we'll probably talk about that at, on some point on, yeah. on this podcast. So him, her, and Loki are the only ones that are really, I guess, so. the the best known out of Thor. I mean, but. to the point that they had to bring in Hulk to be sort of an antagonist in Ragnarok, at least initially. Uh, yeah, briefly. Um, yeah. So yeah, so they fucked up Spider Man Four, and then Amazing Spider Man. They had the first one. And they're like, oh, people like this, cool. They did the second one, and they're like, Venom and Sinister Six, and they blew their Spider Man load so hard in that movie that people were like this sucks yeah. there's like so much crap happening here I don't know what the hell is happening yeah, well, going on. 
that was just poorly executed. Eddie in every Brock way. wasn't cast well either. Well, no, I'm talking about Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh, now. you're talking about Amazing Spider-Man Two. Well, the Goblin thing. Well, was yeah, that's this. I mean, it's the same mistake. The uh, yeah, there was they just try and push too much in there at one time, and they fuck it's it up. It's just they they pulled Goblin out of out of you know right field, and 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 they didn't even do him well. Like I thought Goblin was. Ridiculous. It's like Emma Emma Stone is trying to get out of her contract, and they're like, okay, fine, we'll kill you at the end. This is how we wanted to, anyways. Right, and they just had her die at the end well but then and then the movie undercuts her her death but like five minutes later they're like a montage of peter being sad and he's like i'm gonna go back up there again and he's like fighting rhino at the end again that's like like, a whole you should have let it be a downbeat with her him being sad and then open up like the first act of the next one is when but we never saw the next one so i guess it doesn't matter yeah anyway so sony screwed this up twice without marvel so i think they were finally like all right fuck it marvel we need help and and marvel was like well we need our most famous character back please yeah because back in the day, nobody knew, nobody really knew or gave a shit who Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor were. I mean, people knew, but they were like, oh, that's a comic book character. He's silly. I don't know. Yeah. They weren't viable film franchises until 2008. Yeah, Spider-Man exactly. is like their mascot. Yeah. Which uh, is funny because they weren't, the publisher at the time didn't even want to uh, introduce that character at what, all. Back, in, what, back, back when the 60s? Stan Lee, yeah. Yeah. And he basically saved the the company as Spider Man at a certain point, I believe. Yeah, and because he, he well, he was on the run with with good pitches like the Fantastic Four, Hulk, and so he was like, "Oh, what about Spider Man?" And the publisher was like, "No, nah, I don't think so, because people don't like spiders and yeah, and well, people teen, don't like bats teen, either. Well, and teenagers and weren't really thought of as superheroes right. and stuff. It was all like." You know, well, that's the genius of what makes that character so relatable. So everybody it shows how unique it is. Yeah, everybody has has been a teenager, or either is or has been a teenager at some point, and knows that feeling where you're like, "Oh man, I like that girl, but she doesn't want to notice me, and I have to study for this test, and oh, I'm yeah. trying to figure out who I am, but also now I have to fight crime." Yeah, it's speculated though that uh, that Stanley copied a costume. I mean, there's that was a lot out of at the time. Kinds of things that at the time it it, it was called Spider Man, and it was like a yellow costume or whatever. And he's just like, red and blue, bitches. Yeah, and he was like, oh, mate, that's a good idea or whatever. That's, well, but I, I don't mean, I don't think that just because it says Spider-Man, that, you know. Yeah. But it had like a spider base like, or something. Like, yeah, like spi- the, the just like stuff. a spider like uh, with a web and stuff in front of the face. Yeah. It wasn't even like an actual mask. Jeez. <laughs> from the pictures that, that I saw. That sounds stupid. Like a... Like a um, just like a plate. Lucha, it was like a door, plate with... like the Mexican wrestlers, the luchadors with the, like like the mask kind of thing. That's kind like, of, yeah. Like paint is what it's I'm picturing. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a plate type right. thing that's just Ugh, put in front of the sad. face. It looks. Well, I mean, it's like the 1960s right. or something. Well, so. but I mean, still, Spider Man's original suit in the 1960s. Yeah. It's not. I mean, they there's a lot of homages to that suit in this movie with certain parts of the design. But yeah, so I guess now that's sort of the backstory of Spider Man and our love of the character I mean, we had we grew up playing spider-man video games and yeah and toys and watching the shows and movies and stuff and yeah. toby mcguire those movies i think we were going into this i think we liked probably the first two toby mcguire movies the best right um i like you like amazing Spider-Man oh going one. going going into, into homecoming yes yeah the first two yes yeah. definitely yeah okay, um, so the second one being the favorite right for sure of course uh but remember in 2002 that first movie that was a phenomenon where people were like, oh my god, pff, yeah, blew my mind. Because we didn't have really good superhero movies like this. Oh yeah. That was a few years after 
Batman and Robin and X-Men had come out and that sort of set the stage for Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, which was crap, but all that other stuff that yeah, came they, after. Well, they hadn't done anything with Spider-Man on the big live action Ever. for like 30 years or something. And they had like a TV show they in had a the TV 80s show or some, 70s or something. That was but. like terrible because they didn't have any CGI well, or anything. Yeah, it's hard to do Spider-Man And then they had a Japanese one. Technology to do it. They had a Japanese one that... He was trying to get revenge for you know how they like to get revenge on people. Oh, you killed my grandfather. You killed oh. my uncle Ben. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't even know if it's called Uncle Ben. It, and he wasn't even called. Uh, it, it look at one point it looked like like uh like it turned into like a Power Rangers type thing oh, almost. Geez. Speaking you of know. Power Rangers, now out on Blu-ray by the way, if people want to pick up a copy of that. That was actually really good. I, I haven't that. gotten it yet, but I probably will at some point. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, it was considering it was yeah. I, well, the thing is, my expectations were well, yeah, weren't as as high. And as, I had rewatched the '95 one not long ago. I was like, wow, I forget, this is really bad. I it's mean, also like a nostalgia it. thing. It's a nostalgia thing, nostalgia. but it's still, well, the '95 one, it's still nostalgia. But I'm like, well, it sucks, but whatever. I heard they took some of that footage from Japanese old Japanese. Oh, films from the too. from the from Power the movie. Rangers. Oh, really? I'm just kidding. No, not from that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, what? Don't confuse me. That'd be funny though. I know more. Stick, I know more. I'm Power Rangers was always more my thing because you were really young when that came yeah. out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but well, I was more. I was like looking at what you were looking at. Right. So that's what, like. So you you would watch like Power Rangers and Darkwing, Darkwing Duck, Duck and shit. Yeah, and, and Ducktales and all this stuff. Yeah, they have the I would DuckTales. I would watch it because you're watching it. And right. I liked it. You know, yeah. because it was on and it was yeah. fucking awesome. So. They have a DuckTales reboot that's they're starting up soon. Yeah. And that, the, the opening is basically the same theme song, which is amazing. Oh, that's good. I love it. It's, it's, I gonna, might check that Are out. they going to, like, modernize it yeah, a little? Yeah, it's like CG like, and it. stuff, but it's still... No, I mean, like, modernize the theme song. They did modernize it a little. Like, a, put a synthesizer Yeah, it's a new, it's a new singer, <laughs> and it's, it's more today pop sound yeah uh but but not you know the same lyrics life is like a hurricane that's how it's gonna start off duckburg yeah it's just the oh, same really as the cool. other ones yeah that's really it's, cool so anyway that has nothing to do with spider-man talking about spider-man <laughs> yeah back to so let's let's move in officially into our our review of spider-man homecoming listen peter there are people who handle this sort of thing can't you just be a friendly neighborhood spider-man The world's changing, boys. It's time we change, too. This is my chance to prove myself. We have a Spanish quiz. You gotta get better at this part of the job. I don't understand. I'm intimidating. So Spider-Man Homecoming from director John Watts. And that's that's the other thing. This is from this movie's from a director that like nobody knows. He did a movie called Cop Car. Last uh, Cop Car? Yeah, exactly. You're like, what the fuck is that? Last last year, I think, and another movie called okay. Clown. No, Cop Car was 2015, and Clown was 2014, which is a horror movie about this guy who's desperate and like gets his clown costume, and it's like cursed or something. He can't take it off or some shit. I wonder <clears throat> how these directors are selected. Yeah, I know it's random because okay, I mean, Cop is Car is it like who gets the lowest pay or whatever? I, I don't like, know. Cop Car is a little much. thriller from a couple years ago with Kevin Bacon. And it's it's interesting because you hear a lot of people talk about Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman and why yeah. it took her so long to get to that movie. And this guy did this these couple little movies that are very tiny, and all of a sudden they're like, "Here's two hundred million." Here, the make... director of Wonder Woman, right? Right, right. That's Patty yeah. Jenkins, yeah. 
And then this guy did like two little movies that nobody is most people don't know about. And he's and already like, here's two hundred million make Spider Man. Like what the fuck? How did that happen? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if they maybe Marvel had pitch meetings with directors and then they liked his take on it or he was willing to work with whatever they wanted him to do and more accommodating to that. I don't know. Anyway, he's so, like, we don't want you to put any of your creative input. Yeah, like, well, into that's this. what happened with Edgar Wright and yeah. Ant Man. That's what we happened just want with you to do. What we Lord want and you Miller and Han yeah. Solo probably. Yeah. Um, but this one, so the movie picks up with Peter Parker. Uh, actually, no, I was gonna say it picks up after Civil War, but so it opens. We should mention we're gonna go full spoilers. So yeah. if you haven't seen the movie. Go, go see the movie, which if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen the movie. Well, hopefully. But if, if you haven't we'll seen the movie... we'll be posting this opening weekend. If you haven't seen the movie yet, just know to not expect an 100% Spider-Man. That he's in his learning stages. Because well, yeah, I you kind of get that sense from Civil War even already. Well, but that's one of the things that I didn't really take into account. Right. That when I was coming in with my expectation... I thought, like, oh, it's going to be 100% Spider-Man. He's going to kick ass. He's going to do this he's and got this a, He's got a steep learning curve in this one. Yeah, very, very steep. And so I didn't take that into account. So some of the things I was just like, oh, well, I wish they would have done this. But under the circumstances, you can understand why they didn't do those things. Right. So so, before, so go see the movie if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, go see the movie and watch Spider-Man try and how to learn how to be a hero. Yeah. Um, so it opens with the uh, incident, as the TV shows like to call it, of the Battle of New York. It's sort of the aftermath of that. And Michael Keaton plays Adrian Toomes, who's part of the cleanup crew. And, and they're kicked out of their job by Damage Control, which is an organization in the comics. And they yeah. were developing a TV show called Damage Control. I don't know, ABC, I don't remember what network. I think that ultimately got canceled. Yeah. So it's interesting. I wonder... If that was going to be a crossover, sort of, with the show, or if elements of the show were then thrown in... Somebody's phone. <laughs> or if elements of that show were thrown into the script of Spider-Man Homecoming, and they'd be like, we'll just introduce them into the world, into the MCU this way, or whatever. Yeah. But, and he loses his job, and he's kind of, they're piecing out, they're like going through the, the wreckage and taking little bits and pieces of Chitauri technology and such. And then, it picks up with what I, one of the, one of the more... Um, more fun and original aspects of this film, which is you see basically Peter Parker making his own little movie, filming yeah. uh, the, the, you know... The, it's the like a vlog. Travel, yeah, sorts. basically. It didn't, they even act to the credits. It says Marvel Studios. It's like a film by Peter Parker, yeah. which, I, which I had a real big well, laugh from the it audience. Started, it started with. off that way. It started off with well, this it, film. No, it had the, the uh, Michael Keaton stuff. Oh, and Sony then logo, then Michael Keaton stuff. Then the Marvel logo, he's like, business is good. Because it like jumps eight years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then it went through its little dumb. And then it did the Marvel Studios. Which, with the Spider-Man music. The yeah. old school Spider-Man yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Na-na-na. Which was yeah. awesome. I'm going to have to see if I can get a uh, hold of the soundtrack of this. Because I did like the music. Michael Giacchino, we should mention, doing the score. Who is, does amazing music constantly anyway. Um, and then it does the film by Peter Parker thing where he's... Filming his interactions with Happy Hogan, played by John Favreau, and of course Iron Man slash Tony Stark, played by Robert Downey Jr. And we see like <laughs> part of <laughs> we him see like him Wars. like look at the look at it, look Captain America. It's like and then you see uh, Tony Stark go under ruse and he jumps to, to get the shield and all. He's like I'll be right back. That was all. Yeah. That was really fun, and sort of retroactively 
gave us his perspective that we didn't really get very much in Civil War. Yeah, exactly. To flesh him out and have him look, 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 this is his side of things. This is what he was doing, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. I thought that was really cute. Well, it just shows, just his enthusiasm. Yeah, enthusiasm. And that's what makes him different than all these other people. They're all like stone faced, like, we have have a job to do, blah, blah, blah. But then here comes this teenage kid who's like, oh my God. Like fighting Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you get Captain America's shield? Well, you got a little bit of that, like, from Ant Man in Civil War, too. He's like, Captain America. Oh my God. He's like, oh, "Oh, you're good, too. I love that. Oh my God, so great. Um, But. You get a little bit of that in, in uh, Civil War, too, where he's fighting Winter Soldier. It's like, dude, you have a metal arm? That is awesome. Yeah, so, so and that's what separates Spider-Man from all these other characters. All these other heroes are experienced. They know what they're doing. This is a teenage kid who has no idea. He just got these powers in Civil War six months earlier. Yeah. And he just, you know, stopped a, you know, stopped a, a robber or whatever. And, like, he's just kind of learning as he goes. Yeah. And I like that that's his arc for this film. It's basically him figuring out what it means to be a hero and there's this whole message that Tony Stark delivers about well, if you can't you know if you can't uh, if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have it and I thought that was interesting about him realizing that being a hero is not just what you could do mm-hmm. it was also like who you are inside and so you know he when he be, when he starts puts puts his life on the line even without the technology that Tony Stark gave him and risking his life to try and and uh, stop the vulture. It shows I thought all the that selflessness. Was really good. And... Yeah, exactly. So it's more about who he is on the inside and that that kind of evolving. So how did we feel about about the uh, the way that this movie sort of brought us in from transitioning from the broader MCU into Peter Parker's little corner of it? Um, I thought it was good for his character development. Right. But I would have, of course, liked him to stay in that universe. Well, yeah. But I guess but in order for... you get man story. You're going to yeah. get him in, in Infinity War with everybody there. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm probably just a little... You're impatient. Uh, I want that Impatient, shit, yeah. As Captain America says, patience yeah, yeah, yeah. is key. Oh, God, we'll get um, to that. And so... Uh, and so... I, I think... It, I just... I was expecting a lot more i mean i knew it was more connectivity be, with the more MCU. connectivity with the mcu other well than i mean you Captain didn't have america video you didn't have enough iron man in this no he was in two scenes <laughs> well he was in the beginning and then he was in no he was in more no, than he that. was in more than that but it felt like it was two scenes it was like more like probably four or five yeah. scenes or something yeah well that's that's raises a good question then did you because a lot of people on like twitter and stuff are making fun of like oh it's I a lot this. slower paced than a, a regular uh, Marvel movie, it seems. I could see that. You well, because it's, it, it it's more, it tells more into his life. It's more like neighbor. And... It's more about him as a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, it's exactly. Him, like stopping this ATM robbery, which is in the trailers. The hey, you guys aren't the real Avengers. That was a great scene that yeah. I thought was actually much better in the movie than I was expecting. I thought yeah. it was going to be a quick little cutaway thing while he's, you know, stopping crime or whatever. Yeah. But it actually went on for a while. It was a big fight in there, and and. Um, the the uh, shockers technology was involved and like all that yeah the, whatever that was that was cool um, and I enjoyed a lot of a lot of the neighborhood elements of that because that's what makes him different than Iron Man and Captain America they're all fighting alien invasions and shit Spider Man's just like fighting random criminals for the most part except for when he you know gets involved in Infinity Wars and Civil Wars and other kinds of wars yeah exactly so I thought that that and and it does feel like you heard I heard a lot of stuff about how this is very John Hughes inspired feels sort of like Ferris Bueller, which there's even a reference to at one point. You see it on TV as he's kind of running through like neighbor from house to house, kind of like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, because he um, has nowhere to s- right. swing his web on. Right, exactly. That yeah. was funny. 
or um, or Breakfast Club because there's like this the quirky group of teenagers that are you know in his class and his friend Ned and and uh, this mysterious girl Michelle, which we'll get to her in a little bit. And um, there was a very diverse cast of, of young people in this that I thought was interesting. And a lot of them had attitudes and were very quirky. And, and, and there was sort of a, um, a very strong supporting ensemble behind Peter Parker. That had nothing to do with the MCU. It was just like, you know, you get Tom Holland and then you get Marissa Tomei, who's, who's basically hit on by like four people in this movie. And I'm like, I understand Mr. <laughs> May is like fifty something, but she's she's very attractive still. She yeah. doesn't. I don't know. It's funny how Aunt May is like super hot now. I don't know how I feel about that. But um, I thought that 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 whole vibe kind of gave way for a a much different tone. And just like Guardians of the Galaxy feels very different than Captain America, you know. Yeah, exactly. So did you feel that this was like some people like to joke about Iron Man four? Because people, because I feel like Iron Man is so prevalent in the marketing. That on the poster, I think he's got a bigger picture than Spider-Man. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, Did you I think, think that was too much Iron Man. I guess no. I think that's just to to drive people in right. because maybe at this point, since they've gone through Spider-Man's through, they've gone through five Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and so they versions. he's probably got a bad rep because they're constantly changing. Well, after the last one underperformed, I think that Tony's probably scared. They're like, "Fuck, we we paid for Robert Downey Jr. You put Robert Downey Jr.'s face on that fucking." Yeah, poster. exactly. So they were like, oh, "Okay, we'll put Iron Man on there, and right. that'll draw people in because they'll know that it's part of the, the Marvel MCU." Year, yeah. yeah. So, which is why you also get like Captain America in the trailer, and like they're really like, "Look, guys, it's all connected." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you think they made good use of him and had him in there enough, but not like overbearing, where it feels like it's Tony Stark's movie? Oh no, no, yeah, no, no, no. yeah, no. I think so too. Because and it makes sense for he was trying to get in contact with him, and yeah, there was a lot of the movie. Yeah. It was just like Happy Hogan was in it more than like John Favreau oh, yeah. was in it more than Robert Downey Jr. was. Yeah, exactly. And then of course we got a surprise little cameo by Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, which was nice to see because it was doubt whether she would ever show up in these movies again. And I think Civil War, they sort of hedge their bets by being like, "All right, they're taking a break. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we can work out with Gwyneth." Yeah. So that was cool to see her in there. Um, so what did you think about? Well, I guess we want to do the story, sort of, like the broad strokes of what's because we're talking about the tone of this of the film. Do we think that there's an, that the the blend of comedy with drama with action with all that? Like, did, did the personal story and the grander s- scale of him wanting to become an Avenger and impress Mr. Stark and all that. Did that did they fit those all those things together really well or did it feel disjointed to you when he was like, Oh, I want to impress Liz Allen, but also I'm doing Stark internship. Yeah, I think it I think it balanced it pretty well. Because um, that's always been one of Spider Man's big things. Because he because in this in this stage of, of his character arc is up and coming. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know he of course he wants to be there with the the big dogs, but he's at he's still in school and 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 has crushes and all this stuff. So you know, it's like his homecoming. So that's why you know it's well the homecoming. Title. Yeah, the title is also his a homecoming reference. to yeah. also just being a part of of the the Avengers and the superhero life well, and him trying to acclimate himself to the being a superhero. Right, and, and, and having that. I, I think the title image. works because one. The homecoming dance is sort of a looming presence throughout the film. Yeah. And the third act sort of takes place during homecoming. I mean, he's yeah. not necessarily at the homecoming dance very much because no. he's got crime to fight. But um, they have that presence plus 
Homecoming in the comics, there was an arc called Homecoming that I think also involved the Vulture, and it took place after the Secret Wars. It was sort of him coming back with a new suit and all that stuff, and um, and also in the you know in this movie he's coming back from an experience that sort of changed his crime fighting career, etc. And of course it's the the meaning of him coming home to Marvel Studios finally. Yeah. So I think that yeah, I think the title was was strong and um, has several different meanings. Yeah, yeah, I like that part of it. And I think Tom Holland was really was really good in the role. It's hard to say which actor I like best as Spider Man, because I'm so used to Tobey Maguire because I've seen those movies so much. But I, I like I like we said, Tobey Maguire does not never I never bought bought him as a high schooler. You know what I mean? Andrew Garfield even I never really bought him as a high schooler that much. Either. He doesn't have that personality though. Like Tom Holland has. Yeah, it, it, I I believe the fact that he's unsure of himself, that he's more like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That he's he's in over his head, which is what Spider-Man's supposed to feel like, especially this early in his career. Yeah, exactly. And he had he had some serious moments too, and and you know, I mean, mainly when he was like under the the rubble and stuff. Yeah. And he was like. Come on, like, Spider-Man. Yeah, he was just, like, getting down on himself. Like, oh, this is it. Help. Like, a kind of, like, a pathetic, like, broken down, kind of. He, yeah. Like, broken down because he thought, well, I have all these superpowers. I can do everything. And then it was kind of like a reality check for him. Or he's like, well... I mean, several times during the movie, it was like a reality check for him where it was like, okay, I'm not this life isn't what it's cracked up to be i have to be smart with my decisions and yeah because he does my my powers do have limits he creates a lot of damage in this movie it's like oh yeah from place to place and then of course actually kind of annoyed me (laughs) you're like dude stop breaking stuff yeah he like ruined a whole bunch of people's property cars and like got destroyed buildings and ferry yeah yeah, yeah, the ferry split in half and iron man had to save his ass yeah exactly which is a spoiler but not really because they put it in the market and it's the other marketing gave away way too much oh we already said spoilers i know but the marketing gave away a lot of this too i didn't like that i was like oh and now the fairy thing's gonna happen it's gonna flip now because i've seen that in the trailer well yeah they put too much of it in there for this movie i don't feel like that was the case with the last one with guardians that feels like sony to me where they're like we better put all the money shots out there and make sure people come maybe they won't do that necessarily for the second one but i think like you said with the iron man thing i think they're they're covering their asses to make sure that they're gonna put multiple spider-man spider-verse or whatever yeah films in production they need to make sure this needs to work for them yeah exactly They, they don't have they can't fuck around this time yeah, they want to get their money right. for their... But, I don't know. Part of me wants Sony to fail again just so they'll just give Marvel it can Marvel. Have it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mind Marvel and, and Sony But then again, I don't together. want Tom Holland don't... to be replaced. I like right. Tom Holland and right. I want them to keep... You know? So it's like, uh Yeah. So, I guess, let's talk about the rest of the cast. Let's talk about Michael Keaton. What do you think about Michael Keaton in this? From Batman to Birdman to another bird guy, basically. Um... He didn't have too much in the movie. He was I mostly found. like menacing villain type. Yeah. Like, hey, boys, we need to pull, we need to pull this job. Yeah, he kind of like, I guess, I guess for 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 time's sake, they didn't do an extra scene or two. Well, you also don't want that he him could to have be... needed from like okay. Well, but you understand also that he's doing it for his family, and that right. get, that point gets across. Right. 
Which is also um, like a very common villain yeah. motivation. Sandman was so the you same can see, kind of thing. yeah, like the big guy stepping on a little guy, and then the little guy says, "I don't want to. I'm not going to fucking take your steps." It's like anymore. Sweeney Todd, a little bit. Yeah, and then he makes meat pies. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's that's spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Um, no, but I think you I, made, I, a, I mean, made a Tom Holland meat pie. <laughs> no, that's Spider-Man. Spider pie. Um, Spider pie. I think that Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's kind of saddled with a lot of the, the just general villain pissed off scenes and dialogue but i think his motivation you believe it even though you don't really know who his family is yeah. until towards the end uh and that was a great reveal i guess we should get into I just, we, should just, we could just say that so oh, apparently yeah. i don't think this is in the comics at all but vulture adrian tombs is actually liz allen's father in this version which i wonder if they made I don't know. Is Liz, all, is Liz Allen black in the comic books? I wonder I, if they did that to make know. it seem even more of a surprise. Because you're like, whoa, oh, okay, it's a black mom. I didn't get that. I didn't. That seemed. I didn't know. I don't know if they how much they changed from the comic books because I don't believe that those two are related in the comics at all. I think there's just a way of, again, tying together because that's the big challenge of any Spider-Man movie. You have this personal story. His personal story. You have his Peter story and his Spider-Man story basically, and you have to tie those two together at some point. Which is why in, in the original Spider-Man, it makes sense that his best friend's father yeah. is the one the that he's fighting guy, the yeah. whole time. And this, the reveal in here in the car where, where the Vulture is figuring out that, that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, that whole conference, that reminded me a lot of, the, of the, um, the same kind of scene in the original movie. I mean, there's even a part where the Vulture is in the kitchen with the knife, like, oh, like cooking or something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It reminded me of the thing where he's carving the turkey in the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I mean, you get this far into, like, the sixth Spider-Man movie, you're going to have elements that feel sort of kind of repetitive. At least it wasn't Green Goblin again. It was <laughs> a new character, that we, a new villain that we haven't seen um, there before. But I think there was enough in there... For Michael Keaton to sink his teeth into to oh, avoid yeah, to avoid being like another shitty Marvel villain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like Marvel films are starting to fix that. Like Civil War, I thought Zemo was decent. I thought, um, well, the Doctor Strange villain was not very. Good. I mean, not Dormammu, the other one, the the other Kaecilius or whatever. That he was kind of lame in Doctor Strange. Do, do oh, you okay. remember? You're looking at me oh like, yeah 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 yeah. And then um, uh, ego. Spoilers for Guardians. Ego, I thought was a, was a pretty strong villain. As villains go. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't like the type the villain that steals the show from the hero. But you also don't want that. You want people to go to a Spider Man movie to see Spider Man, not be like fuck you, Spider Man. More Michael Keaton. You know also what I mean? for uh, you have to have the right balance there. for uh, a more obscure character too. That's oh, Vulture. Too. No, Ego. Oh, Ego. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was a perfect. Uh, yeah. That was a that was a Take great twist him. in there. Yeah, but, exactly. But we're not talking about Guardians. Oh, yeah. No, we could talk about Guardians because we love. That. I actually prefer Guardians to this movie. Yeah, me too. I think Guardians is a stronger movie than me this. too. But um, I, yeah, I thought Michael Keaton did very very well. Yeah, he had some moments where he was able to do his throw his little like twist, like his little wry sense of humor in certain things, yeah. or like the way he interacted with Peter, like. Even little things like when he picked up the gun and he shot the first guy that was the shocker. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's another major Spider-Man villain that they squeezed yeah, into this movie with the shocker. I mean, he wasn't in the suit or anything. The yellow suit, like the yellow netting or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But he was in this movie, so technically they've done and shocker now, too. I don't know. They didn't say whether or not he got away or he was caught. But you uh, would the assume... other guy? Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming he's caught. You assume he got caught, yeah. but I don't know. The shocker's not that... It, he's the not that thing interesting. dissolves after two hours, so... He's, <laughs> He's not that interesting a villain, anyway. Yeah. The shocker. I don't really care if we see him again. 
Um, but like when he picked up the gun and he shoots that guy, and he like melts him basically. And like, he's like, oh, oh shit, I thought, I thought that was the anti-gravity gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's little moments where Michael Keaton does his Michael Keaton thing, and when he's pretending to not know who Peter is at the house, and he kind of turns on that Michael Keaton charm for a few minutes there. Oh, no, he doesn't know who he is at the house. Oh, that's true, he doesn't. He, he finds Peter out in the knows. car. Peter knows. Peter he finds out in the car when... Uh, right, right, right. When when, when she says that she oh, knows Spider-Man. Oh, you've been missing all this time, and you know Spider-Man. And, he's like, and you're oh, at the shit. house party, I thought that was and you good. were only there for two minutes. I thought and... that, that, that was that made sense to me, too. It was a way for him to figure it out that wasn't like him finding, you know, a suit or something really obvious. Yeah. You know, it was subtle enough that... And I like that they did that the close-up of his face. Yeah, you could kind of see yeah. it in his eyes. You see him realizing it. Yeah. yeah, Michael I Keaton mean, is kind of great in everything. He's a, he's a great actor. He's amazing. Yeah. I want to watch Birdman again now. I love Birdman. Uh, do you think that's why they picked him for this movie? It sort of feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> he's like, and wait you know a what? minute. He looks good on some with some wings. <laughs> well, I mean, there was even a moment in this, and I'm wondering, I'm going to have to listen to like the commentary on the Blu-ray when this comes out mm-hmm. to see if I'm right, but there was a moment in this where he, the scene where he picks up Spider-Man and he lifts him up like like as Peter says like lift me up like a thousand feet in the air or whatever yeah and he's dropping him there's like a scene from underneath where you see Vulture in the sky and I swear to God it looked like he had the silhouette of of uh, Vulture's wings and stuff on the moon and it reminded me of the scene in Batman when he flies the Batwing right in, over the moon for that that iconic shot yeah so I wonder if that was like their little it was very subtle like blinking you miss it I wonder if that was a little homage to Batman. To uh, Michael Keaton's role in that, yeah, because it was very, it was very fast. I was like, oh my god, is that the fucking? Thing? And then it was gone. Um, but yeah, but he was great in that, and uh, you know, Michael Keaton's great in everything. So hopefully, we'll see him again in another film. I mean, reportedly that was this what he was signed for one movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try and get him back for you know we speculated right after the movie for a Sinister Six movie. Yeah. If, if Sony is doing Venom already, and they're like, get that Venom movie going, I, I you know, in the back of their minds, they're thinking. Sinister Six, because essentially, if all they're working with is Spider-Man as the hero that they have, their team-up movie would be a villain team-up movie. Oh much. yeah, it'd be like a like they can't build squad. up to Spider-Man teaming up with other Spider-Mans, you know. But it would be ten times better than Sinister uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, Suicide the, Squad. The villains are so much better, anyways. Yeah. I, I mean, I I like elements of Suicide Squad, but it's not a good movie either. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Yeah, the Michael Keaton is great, of course. So how do we feel about like some of the other supporting people? I thought Jacob Batalon, if I'm saying that, right, that was Ned. I thought he was really funny. I yeah, thought he brought no, a lot. I, li- I liked. He he added a lot. And he's of, not he a character a I'm really familiar with either, because he's not one. Again, I've not read a lot of comics in my life. I've most my knowledge of these characters is mostly from the games, from the shows, from the movies, and I so I wasn't really familiar with Ned. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they brought in, of course, Flash Thompson and people. There was Betty Brant and... and um, I like that they put a more modern take and and it's not like, it's just a bunch of white people. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? right? Like, like Flash Thompson, he's not white. He's, you know... It's a, and, and I don't, it's I don't not, know... Uh, it's not a regular high school. But, you know, it's like, it, then it's either. not all white people. MJ, she's not... It wasn't a, and it wasn't a regular high we school. We didn't get to that. Was, but yeah, yeah, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> it wasn't a regular high school. It was Midtown Tech. It was a tech school, which I thought was also interesting. Yeah. Because in the other movies, it's just a regular high school. So, like, all these people are already smart people. Yeah, they they're all really smart. Yeah. yeah. So, I thought that... And it made sense that that Peter would be at a tech school um, in, you know, in New York. And, and I, I like that the film centered on Laura Harrier's Liz Allen as opposed to 
Mary Jane Watson or Gwen Stacy because that's another way they need to make it feel fresh. Yeah. We, we've never really seen a Spider-Man this new at things. I mean, we sort of did a Tobey Maguire for like half the movie and all of a sudden... They're going to go through montage. all the love interest. Hope, well, they'll hopefully probably, not. They'll probably do Liz Allen in because this movie, they're like, Gwen Stacy in the next they did one. MJ, they did the popular one in the first one. Then they went to Gwen Stacy in the, right. the first one. Then they're going to go to this one. Well, he dates this Betty Brant. Like, oh, they're going to go to another one. He you dates know? Betty Brant in the comic books yeah, at one point, yeah. too. Because Peter if was, they, like, if for, such a nerd, again. He's, for such a nerd, he's sort of a ladies' man yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he's the Josh Groban of superheroes. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I thought that was a good decision to have Liz Allen there, again, so that people don't feel like, oh, Gwen Stacy, MJ, we've seen this already. But the big twist, of course, and this was talked about over, I know you've already mentioned it, but yeah. this was talked over and over again for months. It's like, is who's Zendaya playing? Is she playing MJ? Is she playing MJ? And then she's like, no, I'm playing this character, Michelle. And she's original. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, that sounds sketchy to me. And then yeah. by the end of the movie, she gets chosen as the captain for the academic decathlon or whatever. And she's like, oh, and she's like, oh my friends call me MJ. And I'm like, what? MJ, yeah. I knew it the whole time. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, how do you feel about that? Because that's quite a radical reinvention of MJ. Well, she's not an actress. She's not like super like model redhead. Yeah, she's not a redhead. She's not white, which will piss some people off. Even though you know, fucking get over it, people. I mean, mix it yeah. up a little bit. There's several. Why does it? I mean, if you if because there's a lot of people that are like, it was white in the comics. It should stay white. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, right. of course, everything was white. Okay. Back all then. right. <laughs> yeah. It will all stay white. Yeah, well, cause, um, because back then in the '60s, there were there were no black people yeah, in comics. If there, there were, were black, black people, it was were, like it was still like, it was yeah, like segregation and shit. If it was black people, it was like white people with like a tan kind of <laughs> right. It wasn't even like black black. Right. So so I I don't mind that that and my my thing is that they changed her the nature of her character. Like she's the smartest. She's like one of the smartest ones in the school now. Yeah, yeah. She's not like just a pretty face, which is interesting switch on on uh, the mj peter dynamic yeah exactly plus in the comics he doesn't meet her until after gwen stacy dies and all of that stuff so it's interesting that they're bringing mj in now and they established that she basically like sort of has a crush on him yeah. already too so it's it's what it's what's interesting about it and i just thought of this is it's sort of an inversion of the mj peter dynamic from the raimi movies where he's like i've, I've been in love with you since i was six years old yeah, or he's a fixed on another girl and she's like well right why do you like her I right i could be more your type i'm smart and yeah and she has know. some great great um moments in this movie where she like flicks people off and she's like where are you going to peter and he's like oh what she's like, nothing she's like oh, i'm just kidding i don't really care but yeah. he's like that. Like she's very like aloof and like fuck you, man. I don't care. Yeah. Or she's just like, I like to be in. Det- I'm not in detention, but I like to just draw people. Yeah. Despair or she's whatever. a very random, interesting character, yeah. and I, I. Which I think that was just an excuse, just so she could be around him. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but well, of course, yeah. yeah. But. <laughs> or at the party. This reminded. Like, <laughs> the party was one of the best parts. She's like, she's like, what are you guys doing? What are you losers doing at this stupid party? And they're like, you're here. And she's like, am I? <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Uh, so she was great, and I'm not, I'm not. Um, I think maybe she, super. Yeah. No, I'm like not super familiar with Zendaya's previous work. I know she's like, what is she like a Disney Channel person from oh, Zapped she, and some like she's got been on a bunch of shows for Disney back in the day. So I knew I knew her name, but I'm not you know I'm not super shake it up and I'm not super familiar with her work because I'm not her demographic. But I liked her in this movie quite a bit. I thought she was really fun. You know, and I, she ends up being the MJ that we get for like this the, trilogy. At was least was the coach I'm that cool did the, that. the the detention. Was that Hannibal? Hannibal Burris. Yeah, there's a lot of little small roles in here. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. I was like, is that him? People. I didn't realize it when they showed the first Captain America video. But then when he was in detention, 
Yeah. I was like, oh, that's Hannibal, isn't it? Yeah, and Hannibal Buress. So, yeah. But I, I like I like how he said, like, after the video, it was like, okay, let's go do some sit-ups. The guy's practically a, a, a war, war criminal. criminal. after the Captain America yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so let's talk about Captain America. So we get Captain America in this movie, sort of, not like Tony Stark, who's actually in the movie and kind of a driving force in the plot, but uh, in the gym class, it's sort of like a fitness challenge, Captain America thing, which was in the trailer. Yeah. But then we also get a detention video. And then we also get in the post credit scenes, spoilers again. So they make, they make you sit through. So we get a mid credit scene where we find out that the vulture who learned Peter's identity, obviously, like we said, yeah. is in jail. And I believe that was Mac Gargan, the guy that's going to become Scorpion, uh, in the prison talking to him and being like, oh, I heard that you know Spider-Man's identity. He's like, if I knew, I would have killed him already, whatever. Um, which implies that he's not going to say anything about yeah. Peter, which, you know, because he does. And that also makes sense because... He tells him, he's like, oh, I, I respect you, what you're doing. I admire well, that, or whatever. The, so that makes the, sense. The wonderful thing about this he's villain like, is now? that he's not completely... He's not completely evil. He's got evil. It. He just shows that the only reason that... Like, a, like yeah. desperate times call for desperate measures. Well, he has that I whole mean, thing about like all the that, Starks of the world. The, the, they're sitting up in there, or whatever. And then us little little guys, we have to get their scraps and all that. I, and I, that was believable. I thought that was a the character. But involved, at the same drawn. time, you don't think maybe he probably got a lot of money enough that he could probably go and settle and not have to continue doing that work. I mean, if he wanted to, but exactly. He's keeping it going. So I mean, like, it's also one of those things that like it sort of, it sort of leads me to, and I've never even seen the show. Spoilers for my life, I guess. Um, but it sort of felt to me a little bit like a Breaking Bad thing. Like with with Michael Keaton's character, where he started to do something because he was desperate, and then it sort of became like a power trip thing, and it's kind of changed the way he thought a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because where he's like living this double life yeah. and with his little buddies in a, in a like warehouse yeah. building shit yeah. or making shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was in uh, tidy whities at one point. Yeah. There you go. No, see, I'm <laughs> just making up another thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I can see that. The, the a little bit of white that. type. Of yeah, thing. yeah. 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 Yeah, I could see that a and little he's, bit. And, you know, Michael Keaton's old enough and sort of grizzled enough that you feel, you can tell that he's, like, you believe that he's lived a shitty life and he's, like, I'm striking back any way he knows how. Yeah. Um, so they make you, so they, so anyway, we sit through the mid-credits scene of that and then they make you wait through, like, 10 to 15 minutes of credits and then Captain America comes out again. He's like, oh, today's lesson is about patience. He's like, you might sit around being like, oh, this is not worth the wait, blah, 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 blah. So basically, Marvel Studios trolled the audience at the end of the thing, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. And it yeah. got a big laugh from our crowd. Um, so what did you think about the post credit scene? Are you bummed out that it wasn't like, oh my god, Thanos and Red Skull and Loki, they're all like having an orgy up in space somewhere or whatever. Are you I mean, as wonderful as, as, a, as a scene that would have been. Um, or something nah, I was I wasn't I wasn't sad about it. It was it was funny. It was funny, and and, and it even seemed like Chris Evans was enjoying filming yeah. that too. Like it seemed like that, he had that like that a little like a, smile. On that his seemed face. like a breaking the fourth wall thing at the end, where he's like, "Can we do another one of these?" Like yeah, that. yeah. Right? Didn't that feel like breaking it's, the fourth wall? It seemed like that was maybe like a blooper thing. Yeah, or something that they that they just decided to keep in there. I thought perhaps. that was I thought that was cute. Yeah, I mean, because they're. Marvel Studios is not stupid. They're not gonna, they're going to key up Infinity War as much as possible, but they're not going to they're not going to give you too much. They want you to they're trying to keep they're trying to keep that pretty much under wraps. Like yeah, people exactly. are going to die, shit's going to change. It's going to mark the end of this like 22 films or whatever by that point. They're not going to give you they're not going to spoil anything. So they're trying to kind of hold back. And I think Thor Ragnarok is going to probably bring us the last Infinity Stone. 
I believe that's because they every time I hear people talk about it online, you think uh, Feige or whatever, the Soul Stone or whatever the next one is. Um, it's gonna be in like Hell Helga, Hella or something. Hella, I mean Helga. Helga. Hey Arnold is in yeah. this. Because um, <laughs> every time I hear people talk about the Last Infinity Stone, they're always like, "Oh, you're gonna see it really soon." Wink, wink. And I'm like, "Well, that's one fucking movie left until basically in, in, in Black, you know, Panther. Black Panther. I guess would be the other one." Yeah, I so mean, one I of those see two. Black Panther. Either Black maybe. Panther or that. Yeah, maybe Black Panther. They do have an incredible I kinda technology. Hope, I kind of wish it would be Black Panther because we've seen the... Uh, that way each sort of... Each franchise has a lot of... The, you know. And it seems like Wakanda's walls are going to be broken down a little bit in yeah. that movie too. Yeah. Uh, so... So if that was that might be the last part, the last place that they would find the stone. It yeah, seems I, like would be, it would I would be cool with that because they seem like they have like a lot of treasures and secrets hiding in Wakanda. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't realize that Wakanda. Like a, yeah, I didn't realize that was the the deal with Wakanda. That what that, that the everyone thinks. Is it's, so yeah, everyone advanced. thinks it's like oh, it's like this you know whatever African country. You do textiles and stuff, and they're like, no, it's like fucking Star Trek up in this piece. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I didn't realize that was their gimmick. Is that Wakanda is like one thing to the public. And then behind closed doors, it's like it, the whole thing is a cover. Yeah, it's I didn't, like, did it's you, know like that? you press a button and. Did you and, know that? Uh, is know, that you... how it is in the cartoons or whatever other things you've seen? Yeah, I didn't know that. See, I'm, I'm totally yeah. unfamiliar with, like with Black Panther. It's like it's like you're in a, a like a, a, a speakeasy or something. That's awesome. Now I like press that. a button. Now and, I'm even more excited about and that. The, and all the casino tables and stuff, they they turn around to the wall and there's just like people drinking or whatever. That's cool. So That's, now now we're talking about Black Panther. It's like El Dorado kind of. <laughs> So I uh, know what you refer to Eldorado on the yeah thing. yeah they called it many other things Eldorado yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah exactly so that's that anything else with the cast but we talked about Robert Downey Jr. he's great in this he's Tony Stark yeah, yeah we know we know there's not a whole much more to say about him I liked how he tried to take the the father role in the film Robert Downey uh, well uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark I was just like <laughs> yeah um, I like how he tried to take the father role and be like oh I probably shouldn't be so hard on you. You did a good job, blah, 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 you know. And then he's like, when he would do something, and then when it wouldn't 100% go his way, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I planned it that way all along. Oh, it's tough love or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That was funny. And they, had, they of course, have the same, you know, the same strong chemistry they had in Civil War. That scene with them in, his, in Peter Parker's bedroom, I thought, was like one of the stronger dramatic scenes in Civil War because you basically get his origin just from him tell, by him telling Tony Stark. It's interesting in this movie, too, that they mention, like, oh, don't tell Aunt May, you know, with everything she's been through, blah, blah, blah. But they still never mention Uncle Ben. Like, there's not, not only is there not a flashback, there's not even, they don't even say, oh, you know, since your uncle died, or nothing like that. Yeah, nothing then like maybe, that. maybe. So that was interesting. Maybe that's not what happened. I mean, it probably is what happened, but it's it's interesting that they're, that they're not alluding to that. Maybe because they're like, this is, don't, we don't want to, you guys know that story. We're just going to yeah, skip maybe, it. Yeah, well, maybe Aunt May's single. Maybe. maybe. She's just single. Now she is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, everybody's trying to pick her up. Yeah, but uh, where, what do you what do you see Spider Man? Where do you see Spider Man going? But Sinister Six, I think I said. But you, you, do you think the next where, one's going to still be in high school? Yeah, yeah senior year, or or do you think they're going to do sophomore year, junior year, like fucking like Buffy or small? I book? mean, when are they going to do the next Spider Man movie? Twenty nineteen is what it's announced. So probably like junior, junior year maybe. Yeah. Maybe like Infinity Wars. Well, apparently, will be like Infinity War. What I, from what I've heard, There's, Infinity War is going to inform what the next Spider-Man movie ends up being about in the way that Civil War sort of informed what this movie is about. So maybe Infinity War, he sort of rises up as like one of the main Avengers, and then in the next movie, he's like 
it's got to balance being an Avenger with still being the friendly neighborhood spy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Because it's interesting in this movie, they key it all up for him to be an Avenger. We even get a cool, pretty badass new suit. Yeah. That's like a really shiny. And I, people that know more about the comics than I do are probably like, oh my god, that's the suit from this issue. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It wasn't the Iron Spider suit that has like the little... The yeah, little, no, It no, wasn't that. Eight arms but they'll probably get to that at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, spiders have eight legs. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they set it all up for him him to you know announce himself as a new Avenger, to um, to Bajra Press and all that, and he's like, no, I need to go back home, blah blah blah. So you know that Tony Stark will call him up when fucking Thanos shows up and starts destroying shit and oh, yeah, recruit him again. But it was interesting that they didn't play that hand over you know yet. They sort of pulled back on it a little bit. You know, the, the movies tend to do that, these movies, because in Iron Man 2, Nick Fury's like, oh, it's Avenger Initiative, let's talk about it. And he's like, you're, you're denied at the end of the movie. And well, then the Avengers, he's like, oh, I thought it was denied. Speaking, like, cool, speaking blah, blah, blah. of, like, like S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff and Nick Fury, yeah. do you think they're going to go into, like, like Peter's death, parents' deaths and I stuff hope like not, that? Because they, I hope not. I don't really care. Because I think that was part of the issue that Amazing Spider-Man movies... That bogged them down. They were like the untold story. What was well, his dad doing? Well, they were, like, they were secret agents, though. I know, I guess, but I feel like I feel like the opportunity to do that was with the other movies, and they yeah, already and fucked they, it up. They too. already like, fucked it up. Yeah. Don't. I'd rather not even. Don't bog. Don't bog this down with that stuff now. That's true. That's true. That's, I want to see Spider Man, and I want to see, you know, new villains. So we don't need to. You see don't Green think they're Goblin. ever going to tie that into anything? Then. No, I don't think they're going to bring that back at all. Yeah. Um. What what you know? I, I it'd be interesting because if Marvel, this is a Sony and Marvel co-production, so I wonder if Sony's going to break the Marvel rule, how Marvel does a trilogy of movies and then moves on, because Sony's going to want to make Spider-Man movies forever. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll do maybe a trilogy with Peter Parker, or if they're going to keep going with like twenty movies with Peter Parker, or if they'll do like three with Peter Parker and then bring in Miles Morales and do like three with Miles Morales or whatever. I wonder how they're going to break that up. But I, I think that they should, at least for the next movie, keep away from Green Goblin, keep away from Doc Ock. I mean, there's like we said, there's a mu- there's a bunch of villains that they haven't even touched yet. Yeah, exactly. And I do think we're probably going to meet Gwen Stacy in the next one. The next one? The Spider-Man, next Spider-Man movie. Uh-huh. Because I, I have a, if they're going to build up to MJ, and MJ's already been introduced, I feel like they're going to probably do Liz Allen, and then Gwen Stacy, and then maybe in the third one, Peter will realize, oh, MJ has feelings for me, and then end up with her or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, can, I mean, they don't have to go that. in that order, but yeah, I, I, I mean, suppose. Yeah, I think it's good that they didn't do it with this first movie, because, like I said, they needed to shake things up. So they got Aunt, Hot Aunt May, they got Liz Allen, they got the Vulture, there's none of the trap, there's no J. Jonah Jameson still. Oh yeah, they, they're still holding cards. You right, know, because don't, they don't put it all out there too much. Yeah, exactly, because you still have several other films to go and... Right. and you know, I don't, I don't know what the main story will be of the next one, but I, I've heard, like we've said before, I've heard Mysterio and Craven bandied about, and I would be fine with either of them. I, I kind of lean a little more towards Mysterio, just because he's a he's a cool character, and yeah. he brings a real and he has he brings a, a really interesting visual flair to the films that we haven't seen in any of the six Spider-Man movies yet. Yeah, and Craven would just. Craven's just a hunter guy and hunter yeah. with I mean, high tech. Well, there's gadgets. a there's a story in the comics that involves Craven and the lizard, and I always thought that would have been a cool like for Team Spider-Man Four thing. or for Spider-Man Four. I think that Craven's like hunting the lizard because oh. you know he's over always after the big game. Yeah, and then like Spider-Man's trying to fight Liz fight fight the lizard, but also protect him from Craven because yeah. it's Doc Connors. 
Yeah, and exactly. that whole thing. So that would have, but they've already done the lizard, and I don't want. So I don't want to see more lizard. I think we'll probably. I wouldn't be surprised At if least we get for th- three movies. I mean, yeah, they they've gone through so many villains at this point now. I mean, you haven't even seen Harry yet. So right, yeah, and that's is another there, one. Is there they even need to stay away. Harry. I think they should stay away from Harry because Harry we've seen in all five. Well, no, four out of the five of the previous movies. Yeah, and in the in the whole Raimi trilogy, Harry's like a major point of all three. He's like he's basically one of the most important characters in that trilogy. Yeah. So, so I think they should stay away from the Osborne. I, mean, I, I think they should Ned, stay away. I from think that is perfectly good as For this, now, the yeah. guy in the chair. Yeah, that was helping, that was cute. That was cute. Spider Man and stuff. Yeah. I think that's perfect because I, I don't really think he needs Harry. It's well, because we've seen so much with the Osborns, I, yeah. I don't want that. I could see Mysterio or Craven being. I think the main they villain. should. I think they should not make it as complicated, right? As because the you movie, can't you can't get everything. You can't put any, everything in there from the comic books, right? Especially if you want to make have had hundreds of issues. Especially if you want to make Infinity Spider-Man movies like Sony does. Yeah, exactly. I think I could see Mysterious or Craven being the main villain, and then maybe Scorpion as the secondary villain, especially since they've already sort of set him up, and if they're building towards. A Sinister Six movie. You have the Vulture in this one. Shocker, I don't care about him. A couple more in the next movie. And then you have Venom and some other spin-off things. And you have them all kind of connect in, in a Sinister Six movie down the line. But I do feel like it's they, they should make it a Spider-Man Sinister Six movie. And yeah. have Spider-Man in the movie. Don't be like, all oh, these villains and they're doing their thing Suicide Squad style. I'm like, I don't want to see that. I go to see Spider-Man movies because of Spider-Man. That's why I'm sort of worried about all these spin-offs. It's like, do I care about... Some of them, not Venom, yeah, maybe, because Venom's basically Dark Spider-Man. Yeah. But all these other characters, I don't know so much about that. So, you had, you mentioned something interesting about the action on the way here, on, in the uh, the action sequences that you yeah. were like. So, what was your, what was your beef with the action? <clears throat> well, the thing, this is why I said, that's why I prefaced, if you, if you haven't, if you hadn't seen the movie yet, to say that to keep in mind that he's still learning uh-huh. because I came in there with the expectations that this is kind of like a Spider-Man that we've seen in other films but it's not it's it's still like him as as his training module is with training wheels I, I liked all the training wheels yeah. baby monitor protocol all yeah that exactly was really fun um so the action sequences for me weren't the best because you know, Spider-Man's known for his, his you know, hand agility. to hand and agility and 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 giving the the fun. I mean, he still gave the funny lines, but it just wasn't like it's not like uh, the trained fighting sequence in Spider-Man Two or something mm-hmm. where it was so dynamic. This it kind of seemed the fighting sequences were very linear. Like, okay, disable this person. He's hit up against the car. Right. Swing a car at this person. This person comes and attack me. Oh fuck! What do I do? You know. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It was kind of like. It wasn't Tobey Maguire Spider Man like expertly maneuvering through like great grates on like a walkway like. In yeah, the I mean, or or, or just like uh, you know, you know, he he does like his flips and stuff and hits and you know he does like yeah. different moves and well you have there have wasn't a place there wasn't really like a, a fight sequence like that with Vulture. The vulture was just kind of like throwing him around like a yeah, dead I, fish. Yeah, I do feel like the action. The, the action and, also moved very. It moved very quickly. Like when he when they were fighting. You couldn't see what he was. Yeah, when they were fighting, it was yeah. moving so fast. It, it compared to something like Civil War, where the action felt like I could see what was happening. Yeah, like the camera was farther enough back, and it was 
fast but slowed down. So like when Black Panther did something awesome, you could experience, you could, like uh, like you're reading a comic book, you could like, admire and be like, holy shit, look what he just did. That's so cool. Yeah. As opposed to in this movie, when they fought, it was just like <laughs> these two dark figures kind of flopping Flying around. around yeah, sort of. So I could see that. I also don't think Vulture is necessarily the most dynamic villain. I mean, you know, visually, like I don't think he's really the most interesting villains power-wise. Even though I like Michael Keaton, I thought was great in his dramatic scenes. But once he puts that mask on, I was just like, but, first of all, it looked like Star Lord's mask a little bit too. Yeah, but I thought I thought it could I thought it could have been a lot better. Yeah, it could have it could have dealt with, um, you know, the Vulture throwing in some wing swings and Spider Man like. Jumping over them and right. smacking a little bit, and then maybe Vulture throwing a few knives out of his wings and stuff. Yeah, like he didn't he's really do that. To, He didn't do anything, or doing some like cool, like creative things with his wings and smacking. And, that reminded me the knife thing. Reminds me. I mean, of, like, it could, or it could have had like a chase or something with Vulture through the city yeah. or something like that. It seemed like everything with Vulture was very short. Like either it was abruptly ended by a fairy being cut in half. Or by him Vulture just being away or by something. him just trying to get a box off this plane, or him just throwing him into the water. I mean, those were the three encounters, and they all ended yeah. very quickly. So it wasn't there wasn't a lot of there wasn't too much interaction between the two of them. Well, it's telling that the best scene with Spider-Man and the Vulture was the one in the car. I think. Where he where he yeah. figures out that he's Spider-Man. Like none of the physical encounters were really that super memorable yeah compared to the doc ock stuff that i did that and that's part of the reason i said that they should stay away from doc ock is because they nailed that character that character was so awesome in spider-man too i mean the best that it's like i don't want them to they're not going to match that probably the best action sequence wasn't even with the vulture the main villain of the film it was, right what was it, was it? In, it was in the bank i think that was the best oh the action. acm thing yeah i think that was I the best that. action sequence and that was ended more abruptly than it should have been too right you know I would have liked a little bit more, you know, swinging and and uh, and you know, just like back and forth between the five guys or whatever, mm-hmm. how many people it was. Yeah. yeah, but that was like the best part too. So I don't it know. was interesting to me how much of the how much I, like I knew that the MCU was going to be a big part in this movie because Tony Stark is uh, obviously, but like I didn't realize that it was going to so much of the plot was going to hinge on the Battle of New York. And then, like, the big third act, because you see that fairy thing in all the trailers, so you, you know, you sort of worry, oh, man, is that the big third act climax that they're kind of giving it away now? But the big third act thing is basically an attack on Tony Stark's plane, where he has, like, all these items of the Avengers, like Thor's stuff and all his little, you know, arc reactors and, like, capped shield thing or whatever, like, all the stuff that they've had in storage. Because apparently this is set, I guess, they're selling Avengers Tower and remember I told you if they get Fantastic Four at some point that should be the Baxter building yeah because that would be awesome way to tie it into the MCU yeah. like oh somebody bought the Avengers Tower who was it Sky Reed Richards if you put that in a post credit scene that fucking blow people's minds yeah um, but it was basically them officially moving from Avengers that'd Tower that'd be even more complicated though what Fantastic Four if they did that in a... Well, especially if they did that in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. That would have been really complicated. But, they, but you got three they, This could be the... This could have been Marvel Studios setting it up for that reveal in another movie if they're talking to Fox about stuff, which I hope they are. At least Fantastic Four. I think Fox has got their shit together with X-Men, sort of. Yeah. Um, but they're Fantastic well Four... well enough. Yeah, Logan, come on. Logan was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, the whole thing was about them... Move, the, the moving day 
from Avengers Tower to the that upstate New York uh, facility that we've seen in Age of Ultron and a lot of these other movies recently. Yeah. So I didn't realize that so much of it was going to be like the Avengers tech and like the Avengers headquarters and like Happy Hogan was in this shit time. Why is and, like, he I thought that was interesting. have a bodyguard? I don't know. <laughs> he was his bodyguard and then he was like, he was like head of security and then now he's just sort of his assistant guy. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because he's kind of he's uh, kind of his own bodyguard, isn't it? Now he is, but yeah. he wasn't before he had all his. I mean, it's still well. I guess I guess without his suit, he needs a bodyguard. Yeah, if he's yeah. not if he's nothing without the suit though, then he shouldn't have it. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, well, he did seem to take good care of himself when he was fighting Winter Soldier in, Civil in War, Iron so. Man three. He he basically didn't have the suit for almost the whole movie. Yeah. I thought and that's probably part of the reason I like Iron Man three is one of the is one of the better Iron Man movies because yeah. I like I like Tony Stark more than I like Iron Man. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which is why at a certain point if they stop making if he stops being like an active com- combatant and he becomes like director of Shield like he does in the comics at one point I'd be fine with that because that means more Robert Downey Jr. in a suit that's not made of metal and like a regular suit with a tie yeah. talking fast and and being cool yeah. and not necessarily the CGI bullshit where we look inside his helmet and we see him. We see his Tony. We didn't have any shots like that in this movie, did we? No. Of Tony Stark in the helmet. No. Good. I don't I, want that shit. I, I knew that that line though was gonna come out though when he was under the rubble, and he was like, "Oh, if you're nothing without us." Yeah, yeah. That felt that. like the the flashback, like movie. the great power, yeah. great power, yeah. great responsibility. Yeah, it's interesting moment. because in this movie, Tony Stark. I saw it coming. I was like, "This would be a perfect moment." For yeah, like, come movie. on, John Watts, do it. And then they, they put that line, and I was like. Oh, that was a little predictable. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was also a little predictable when the the suit comes and gets him, and it's like that helmet's not opening up. That's fucking like a drone that he's controlling. Yeah, I also thought because that they did too. that a lot in Iron Man three, especially. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you came here yourself." He's like, no, "Actually, I'm not even there. I'm not in this thing." And then he was like in India at a wedding or something. Yeah. What was he? I don't Who know. knows? But uh, um, and then I knew later on he's like, "If you really cared, you'd really be here." And I knew he was gonna be there. Because that kind of thing was was a little predictable, but that's but that's what I wanted to happen, so I was yeah. fine with it. Um, so I don't know. I, I like. I thought this was a strong Spider-Man movie. Um, not as good as Spider-Man Two. It's between this and Spider-Man. You almost can't put it on the, the same original level Spider-Man. Though, because he because he was work he was dealing with a suit that he didn't know completely right which is not and i'm not yeah i mean that's that's and that's the, the story that they're going for and yeah so exactly. i like that it's like spider-man in training literally um, i mean if it was spider-man from that movie he would have gotten up the monument the washington monument and like oh the washington you know, monument sequence that might be my favorite action sequence i thought that was really cool Oh, it was an action, though. To me, if it, it was an action. It was like it was a saving. Or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was like action. Fighting. It was him swinging. I mean, like fighting. Helicopter after well, the shit. But if it was Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man from the Sam Raimi thing, right. he would have gotten up there in no time. But it's like he's trying to figure out the suit. He's even more of an underdog. He doesn't know point. what to do. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, okay, how do well, I did get you, up here? How did do you I like, this? Did you like that he had, like... And then I like know little gadgets. And, yeah, he like all the yeah, tech I like that. and the the lady suit lady that he calls her initially, and then Karen. Karen, yeah, and and all the uh, the five hundred and twenty six variations of his webs or whatever, and all that stuff. I thought that was all interesting and brought another again a fresh spin. Is another pun for you? <laughs> uh, it brought a fresh a fresh take on uh, the Spider Man character that and that, that again that we haven't seen in the other ones. And they it's it's another way that they took advantage of 
Like, basically, Sony took full advantage of the fact that, oh, this Spider-Man movie set in the MCU, well, fuck it, we want Robert Downey Jr., we want Avengers Tower, we want Captain America, we want the fucking, all the Avengers things is like, their, their, their facility, their goodies are like a major plot point in this movie and kind of drive the entire storyline. Yeah. Um, we want the, all the, the tech that Tony Stark, like, you know, they, they, they like, they went all in on making this a very central part of the MCU. And I have a oh, feeling... Oh, yeah, because the whole basis for right. for, for the, the plot and for Vultures, right. all of Vultures... But, it, was but that was by design, incident, so yeah. that they could be like, well, if we had working with Marvel, then let's make it like very heavy MCU presence, as opposed to something like the Guardians movies, especially the second one, felt almost totally disconnected from everything. In fact, just with, oh, yeah. the, with the exception that, oh, we mentioned Thanos, and we're going to kill Thanos at some point, we're going to get to Thanos... With the exception of that, there's nothing in Guardians Volume 2 that has anything to do with anything regarding anybody other than Guardians. Um, and I think that we already heard that um, Tony Stark's not going to be in the sequel to this. And I think that's good because I think now you've established Spider-Man. You don't need to have... You have MCU be part of it, but don't force it so much. Yeah. Let it pull back and let Spider-Man be his own thing a little bit. I heard that they're going to swap it out and there's going to be another like major Marvel character in there. I don't know if that's going to be... I've heard Captain Marvel has a... like. Has like a you know French, friendship role. or whatever with him, so maybe Captain Marvel will be in the sequel or something. Be so we'll good. get some Brie Larson in there, yeah, um, or so. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do in the second one, but yeah. So Mysterio is who I'm hoping for, just because um, mysticality. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he like a magician or something? He's like yeah. He's basically like a. Isn't he like a. Yeah, like a magician or like a illusionist who like yeah. gets fired and then becomes a super criminal or something. Yeah, yeah, he's like a something David like Blaine that. type. It, the only thing is, how do they make that suit with the with the like fishbowl head? How do they make that not look stupid? They have to. They probably have to redesign it a little. Yeah, they'll do a quick. You know what? Maybe maybe don't have a fishbowl head. Maybe just have it be like a costume here and then like Which a hologram or something or a smoke or something. Just smoke. There's a way to do it where area. it doesn't look like wearing a fishbowl on your head. Yeah. Um, but I think he's. Is that the person you're hoping for for this for the villain? I think. In the I think. Yeah, I think that one could be really good. Unless they're gonna go with Scorpion and just Which, go right into that. Scorpion for the would probably be more of a secondary villain, I would think, though. No. Yeah, he doesn't really seem Shocker too would, Shocker wouldn't have been interesting enough. Shocker to leave a is 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 like he's a, a good secondary. It's like a third, and that's that's very vision. <laughs> tertiary. Tertiary. That, that's um, that's when multiple villains in a superhero movie work. When you have one as the main villain and then the other one is sort of the henchman or whatever, or or you have the narrative sort of trade off uh, one for the other, like in The Dark Knight where it's the Joker for the majority, and then you have a sequence where it's Two Face. Yeah, I think, think you know what I mean. Well, because you can't have multiple forces simultaneously like Venom and Sandman at the same time and shit. It also. It's best though if you already previously acknowledge those people, establish them, yeah. yeah, establish them, get a personality. That way you can play. It's easier to play off the villains mm-hmm. when it comes time to do a group role. But but if in the sequel, if Peter is obviously we hope more experienced and more. Um, more up to a challenge would Scorpion pose enough of a threat like I feel like Vulture poses enough of a threat for this Spider-Man but like Spider-Man from like after Infinity War and everything yeah. this guy would be like take him out in two seconds yeah so, so that's why that's part of the reason why I feel like Scorpion's not necessarily he doesn't he's not a he doesn't he's not threatening enough for to make a whole movie out of Spider-Man trying to figure out how to how to deal with this guy 
Yeah, as a as another threat or working for somebody else or something maybe, but I feel like there has to be more going on than yeah, that. Yeah, I know. He's more of a he's more a muscle than anything else. Sort of like Rhino in the last one. Yeah, it's just like you can't give Rhino his own. No, nobody wants to see that. Him, yeah, especially the way they did it in the last one. No, yeah. So, I don't know. Is there any other major thoughts, or do we want to start like talking about where we rank this with Spider-Man movies and the MCU and all that other stuff? Yeah, that, I mean that—that that was my main criticism. My main crit. Well, it—it's. But I understand why they didn't go the whole action sequence thing. I understand why they right. didn't. I just would have liked a little bit more something that's like thrilling. It, why does it also? You remember in the beginning of the movie they say, "Oh, the incident, blah blah blah, Battle of New York," and then it's like eight years later. I thought these were mostly operating in real time. These what do you movies. mean? Like I feel like when the, when Spider when the Avengers came out, it's 2012, right? Yeah. So then when Winter Soldier came out, it's like, oh, I've been out of the ice, and it's been two years since the Battle of New York it was 2014 when that movie came out. I sort of feel like that for the most part, they move the movies have sort of been set in real time. So if it's been a couple years since the last movie, since we met that character, here's what they've been up to the last couple. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for this to be eight years later, I'm like, well, I guess the Avengers wasn't in 2012 because now we're in 2020. Unless this is jumping ahead to like right before the Infinity War, which is still like 2019 and they're fudging it a little. Uh, I don't know. I, I wonder how that, the math doesn't quite add up. Not that it really matters. I was just being... Did it say it eight just, years? Yeah, it said eight years later. I was like, oh, it's really been like five years, but okay. Yeah. So it's just me being. Maybe they nitpicky. just put a number up there and without. They're really just like doing fuck it. Well, they don't seem to do a whole lot without thinking it through. That's why it threw me off a little bit. You know. Is that the Sony or Marvel side? Not thinking. Well, through. Sony doesn't think things through. Marvel Studios, you know, they they seem to plan ahead at least somewhat, especially now when they know now that they know they could put fucking a giant tree and a raccoon in a movie and make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Or an, a little guy that shrinks to the size and controls another, the ass. Another and shit. thing about group dynamics is you have to have some like it can't just all be like like if you did Sinister Six, it can't all just be like, oh I hate Spider Man. Yeah. Oh I hate Spider Man too. Yeah, me we too. We all hate Spider Man. Yeah, we all hate Spider Man. Which is why yeah, it helps if they fist bump together. Which is, which is why it helps if they establish those characters in this movie or in the Venom or whatever. Well, you need more personality, is what I'm saying. Right. But so, you also need, I think, a variety of motivations. Like, one could be doing it for profit. One could be doing it because they have some personal vendetta against Spider-Man. One could be doing it for power or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but, but when you put them all in the same room, those can become very synchronized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they all have... Okay, we get it. You all have... We all, no, you all hate Spider-Man. You all want like something <laughs> for something. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your hand if you all hate Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, you need, like... Like, the reason Avengers works is because you have people like Iron Man that throw, like, those little... the Like, the little bit of banter and and the smart-ass line. And Captain and America. Captain is America. Super is like, they all these different personality right. traits. The reason Guardians works is because, you know... Because Rocket has like these, these, you know, he just, he's just like fuck everything, you know what I mean? You Ain't know, nothing and, like and, me, but me. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's yeah. kind of acts like he's self-centered and throws all these lines. Yeah. That are supposed, to, you know, that are funny, and then Drax is just takes everything literal, and Gamora is just like everyone is just fucking weird, and oh, I love the Gamora Star you know, Lord thing. It's just, um, that's a, that's something to do with anything. I just thought about that. It's just. It, it, it would be you need a little bit like if they had Venom in there that would be maybe a little bit of something different right. 
Right. So maybe Venom could be like the the character that in the end of the Sinister Six, towards the end, maybe Venom's one of the Sinister Six, yeah. and then like in the end, Peter's like, "Oh, come on, Eddie, we need to look what they're doing." Blah blah blah, and then Venom works with him against or, the other or five. Carnage, sort or of whatever. like sort of like the end of Spider-Man Three was like, "She needs us." Blah blah, blah with yeah. Harry. Or if they got Carnage in there or something. Well, Carnage is going to be in the Venom movie. I don't know if they're going to save him for Sinister Six or what they're doing. No, I mean, like, if he went and he ended up stolen, right. you know, then he's... If they didn't kill him or something. Yeah, if they didn't kill Cassius and then he goes into the the Sinister Six. I don't know. Yeah, It's yeah. just, like, they need, like, a different lineup. Then I guess basically... If it's, like, Ven- uh, if it's like Vulture, then, you know, Scorpion and... Mysterio and you know, what Doc Ock or whatever right. maybe they'll do eventually you know they need some variety in there well the original I'm looking at Google I, Wikipedia yeah it's like Six. isn't it like Mysterio the original lineup Rhino, Rhino let me see. Mysterio is, Rhino Vulture right Mysterio not Rhino not Mysterio Vulture okay let me tell you yeah so Doc Ock is the like the, the brain, leader yeah. The, yeah which makes sense yeah, because he's the smartest. Right. So if they did that, maybe Doc Ock would be introduced in like the third movie or something. Okay. If doing what yeah, I'm I could thinking. do that. Because we already know who he is. And he's then awesome they can start. And then so Doc Ock, Vulture, Electro, Craven, Mysterio, and Sandman. You could easily swap out a couple that we don't want to. We don't want to see Electro again because there's soon. different variations of them. I'm sure. But they've already established Vulture. If they listen to me and they put Mysterio and or Craven in the next one, there you go with that. Yeah. And then, like you know, they've they've had many variations of that since then. With uh, Hobgoblin has been in there, and a bunch of other characters. It gets kind of crazy. But those are the major ones in the original line. But if they do Hobgoblin, they kind of have to do Green Goblin. Yeah, I don't want any goblins in this, please. Yeah, because Hobgoblin isn't he like the son of Green Goblin? I don't even know. And no, the son of Green Goblin is Harry Osborn, but it's related. No, but, like he gets but, his. But well, in, his, the, in the comics, in the comics, it's like Green Goblin has an affair, or Gwen Stacy has an affair with Green Goblin, or Norman Osborn, and then she gets pregnant and has a baby that's the Hobgoblin. But that's just too complicated, and we don't want to see Green Goblin again. You no, know we don't I mean? want to see any goblins. There's yeah, too much no else goblins. going on. So basically our point... Because if you put any goblin in it, it's going to be like, oh, it's a screen goblin. Sort of. It's just going to make me like, hello, my dear. Yeah. With that Power Ranger mess. Yeah. Um, and and not, not not to diss Power Rangers, because I do, I do like them, obviously, in the new movie. Um, so basically what we're saying is there's a shit ton of potential in new Spider-Man movies. There's like a, there's a lot of material still yet to be mined. I just hope that they don't rehash too much. But you have to wonder, like, who's, who's Spider-Man's Joker? Like who's you know how every Batman version you're gonna get a Joker sometime probably in the first movie or the second one, like who I feel like it's Green Goblin because we've already got him twice, and he is so key to the story because he kills Gwen Stacy and all that stuff. Spoilers for everything Spider Man if you don't know that by now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like at some point that he's kind of inevitable. Yeah, I don't know. I would say, because I would say Green Goblin's probably one of the most popular Spider-Man villains, but Doc Ock is like right up there, if not even more so. I feel like he's slightly more iconic even, because the movie kind of cemented that too, for, for mainstream audiences. Yeah, I think, I would, I would love to see Green, uh, no, Doc Ock. 
Yeah. Maybe in like the third one or something. Right, yeah. So if they do like Mysterio yeah. Craven in the next one and then Doc Ock in the third one maybe with somebody else and then boom. Yeah, that, would, that would be really good actually. So we'll see. Uh, that would be good because then it would set up for a Sinister Six movie after the trilogy is done. Or something. And, and by then we'll uh, know all those villains so you don't have to introduce who they are and what their stories are and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't really need to introduce and have scorpion in a movie if you wanted to have him you can have i mean you can have or whatever you can have scorpion being a villain that spider-man's fighting in the opening sequence of the second movie and then boom there you go there's scorpion yeah exactly. that guy gets gets out of escapes prison gets a suit and boom there you go yeah exactly there's your opening action sequence and it's sort of like the dark knight how a dark knight opens up with uh, him taking down scarecrow uh-huh. And it's just you see him in action. You see he's gotten a lot better since the first movie. You're like, oh shit, Batman's been like kicking ass for months in between movies. Sort of do that with Spider Man and be like, boom, look, I got this guy right out the gate. I caught a villain. What up? Yeah. And then Mysterio arises. So I'm writing the movie for them actually. Yeah. I should take some notes. <laughs> Listen up, Sony. Do you have Let me your tell pen? You. Are you, do you have your pen and pencil? I have it in the other room. No, Tell I'm me. saying them. Oh, them? Yeah. yeah. I can write Sony. down and then and then hold it up to the mic and they can telepathically read. It. I don't know. I mean, they should be writing what you're saying right now. They should. They should. I'm helping them out here. Mysterio, Scorpion is the main, is uh, the introductory villain, Mysterio Craven. So, so basically, we're excited. We like this, but we we think there's potential for even better next time around. I think is where we're at. I think I think we like this, but I think we're like now that we know the Spider-Man, we've seen this world, and it's and it's quirky and irreverent and different enough from all the other Marvel movies that it feels it it feels like we're seeing a new corner of the MCU. Which I think is good. Yeah, and Spider Man. Yeah, and Spider and a new version of Spider Man yeah. that doesn't feel like a rehash. He gets one pass though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like a rehash, but it's like if 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 a second movie comes around. Oh, we have to and say he yeah. hasn't improved on his fighting. Well, in addition to the stuff, well, yeah, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. Well, it depends on who they get to do to direct the next one too. Get somebody awesome. Yeah, that's true. Get like Guillermo del Toro. Or I wonder if this amazing. guy's movies were even awesome. Or I haven't seen like, either one of those. I don't. It's know. just I think like, one of them uh, Grindhouse Netflix. movies, and they're like. Well, the clown one sounds weird. I don't know about Cop. I don't know. They both sound like questionable, but you know, we're not criticizing the movies, we just don't know. Well, I just I haven't seen it yeah, exactly so by the title, if so, I'm judging by the title. So, the big things at the end so the Avengers thing with the suit, right? Okay, and then we see Tony Stark looks like he, it's implied that he's going to propose to Pepper Potts. Yeah, um, we learned that Michelle is really MJ, so I guess we assume her last name is Watson, and then the other big thing is I forgot it now. So, oh. So she comes in to take his suit off, and then and May is oh, yeah. in the doorway, and she's like, "What the?" And it cuts away before she says the f bomb because we're in a PG thirteen movie. Yeah. So how do you feel about the fact that they they dropped the Aunt May I am Spider Man thing already, like in the first movie? Are you glad that they got that out of the way? Yeah, I feel like that it's probably best that way. Just yeah. so it's you notice, not like you notice that a lot of the more fumbling recent... and stumbling around, and right. that also add for the next movie and. She can and more in the Infinity War. It can go and delve into to try and juggle that. I, think, I don't know if she's going to be in Infinity War. I think they might. Uh, I think she's they not, might, I think they might not. Yeah, they might. Just well, you don't need everybody supporting characters. It's yeah, exactly. Not, it's, it's too much, much money. Right. To too much going on too. It's like got to trim the fat a little bit. Yeah, sure. But in the next Spider-Man movie, they could go into. Um, they could do like a, what happened here, right. and then jump forward, or just be like. I think it's interesting that in a lot of the more recent superhero movies, you see a lot of the the classic tropes sort of being dropped you know what i mean like uh-huh. the secret identity thing it barely uh, barely fits into these films like in the in the marvel cinematic universe the number of characters that have secret identities are like peter parker 
<laughs> that's kind of it. Yeah. Ant-Man, even Ant-Man, everybody knows that that's Ant-Man now at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, the, the, whereas back in the day, all the Batman and Superman movies, they were all predicated on, oh, nobody can know my secret identity. And now it's like, now you have fucking Tony Stark being like, I am Iron Man. And I think that's good. They're subverting it. Or like um, in Man of Steel, she figures out that he's Superman, like halfway, she finds out that Superman is Clark Kent, like halfway through the movie. And it's not a big deal. It's not she's not working along working alongside Clark Kent for years and be like, Oh my god, when you hike your glasses off, you look like Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it also is it kind of demeans the intelligence of the characters around them. Even in this movie, Vulture's like, Do we know each other? Because your voice is like really familiar. And yeah, I thought exactly. that was very real. I was like, Yes, would if you talk to Spider Man all the time, if you interacted with Spider Man and then you interact with someone who sounds exactly like Spider-Man, you're going to notice that. Yeah. Which is why it was funny when he did the scene with, oh. Uh, Childish Gambino. Which Donald Glover Donald there. Donald Glover, yeah. With, um, with the intimidation voice and, yeah. and like all the different modes. Would you like to try had. intimidation voice? Yeah, sure. Where does me where the thing is? It sounded like Batman. It reminded me of like, where are the other drugs going? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, and Miles Morales sort of told being me where the switch is. Yeah, sort Tell of. Me where the and then, is. and then, and a lot of people are saying that the, his nephew yeah, is saluting. Was a yoga, ho, uh, yoga hoser. Oh, was that a yoga hoser reference? Yeah, it was. Oh, I didn't even remember. I <laughs> no didn't one, remember no that one, one got it though. No, Kevin Smith is. He's listening, yeah. which I would be amazing if he is. But um, yeah, I like yoga hosers. Like when they're yeah, when they're tied. That. That's the best part of the whole movie is when they're the, they're tied up in the chairs and they're trying to do an impression of Batman. They're like, we're done where the switch is. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's not even in the movie. That's not even a line in the movie. The yeah, guy yeah, is yeah. like... Mm. Ralph Garman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, I, I, that, was, I, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. I, did you Have you rewatched that since we saw it in theaters? No. Oh, you, I just, you that's the line that, really that stuck. Well? Wow. That's, the, that's okay. the part that stuck. Okay. I, just, I mean... That's random reference? Yeah, but no one got it. No. <laughs> no one... If I didn't say anything, no one would have got it. I, I, even I didn't got, I didn't get it. And I, I actually rewatched Yoga Hosers on Netflix at one point, just be like, oh, let's throw this on. It's fine. It is what yeah. it is. Me, it's, me it's and this guy, random. my, me and this guy at my job, we always say that one line. Uh, you, Has he seen that movie? Too? Yeah, he saw that movie. He, he loves Tusk, and like, yeah, yeah, told him to see that other one, and he saw it, and and I was just, you know, and we just say it every once in a while. <laughs> that's funny. Obscure movie lines that no that, one will understand. <laughs> So, um, but Donald Glover's cameo alludes to the fact that his nephew, who a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's probably Miles Morales. So maybe in the fourth one or whenever, eventually we'll get Miles Morales in these movies, which is yeah. good because the MCU has been really good about lining up. Well, when, when this person's gone, we have like, we got, that's why we think Captain America is going to die in Infinity War because we got two future Captain Americas in the comics kind of sitting there being like, I'm ready. As soon as you want to drop that shield, I'll yeah, take it. Exactly. So I think that that's good that they're sort of already planting the seeds that Miles Morales is out there somewhere. Yeah, I think so. Wait, so let's. Should we want to wrap up now? Are you are you almost out of ideas? I just think what you want to talk about. I, I thought it was funny that he's like, I have ice cream in here, man. Let me loose, and he's like, Oh, you're a criminal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're a criminal. Well, you you deserve deserve it. It. Yeah, yeah that was it. that was great. That was a great scene. I like. I would have ate that ice cream, man. I know he'd be like with the other hand, just like. Yeah, I would just eat it. It's gonna go bad anyways. <laughs> Is it in the trunk of the car? Or did he have it with him? Yeah, it was in the trunk of the car. Oh, well, I mean, he could just open it, with the other put hand. his hand up, and with the with the trunk, and just like eat. shovel it into his hand. Until yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna be wasted. Any actually, you could refreeze it, and it's yeah. perfectly fine. And they didn't overplay the "I'm out of webbing" shit. Like 
That's always the risk in Spider-Man. Like, the Spider-Man cartoon did that a lot where he'd be in the middle oh, of the battle. Oh, they did that once, like, they did, but they, they like, didn't oh, make shit. a big deal yeah, out of they didn't, it. He yeah. just fell on the floor. It wasn't like mid-battle. It's like, oh, the, the villain had to, gets the upper hand because I ran out of webbing or something yeah. stupid. Which is good because I that's almost, always that's always like a cheat sort of. Like, oh, I almost thought they were going to do yeah. that with the... Uh, with the ATM scene, yeah, because he's looking at his, looking at his wrist. He's like, "Oh man!" It was like showing like, or he didn't say, it, "Oh it man." It said low but, web or something. Yeah, right? it was, was like it? red, and it was like I think low, he might have low, said low low, low level or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. And he, and I thought it was going to be like playing to are we the sequence? Are we glad that they didn't do the the organic web shooters like in the? Oh yeah, movies? because that's not true to the comic. It at isn't all. true to the comics, and it's also weird. It was like he had this weird like like gland thing on his wrist in the same way yeah. I was like what the fuck yeah but in a way I was like okay so he can't ever pull the I'm out of web because it comes out of your fucking skin dude yeah. unless in the second one where he's like I can't focus well, unless so it doesn't, he doesn't produce enough web for how I much guess. he's using I guess that was that was a little weird dude there was a little adult humor in that part where Ned's asking him like have you ever stood on the end of a building and just shot your web out or whatever and, he, and then and he's like, you should just stand on the side and see a shoot, see how far you could shoot it or whatever. And that girl's like, what the fuck? Like they're talking about like jizz or something. Yeah, that was random. I was like, yeah. what the hell? This is a little weird. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, awkward moments. Or like when Happy goes to talk to Peter in the bathroom, and that kid comes out of the stall, just like, and it's just like it's a, just, it's just like a one silent. minute scene with him like washing his hands and then getting the towel and then like turning awkwardly back. There was a lot of awkward humor that I thought was really befitting a high school set film because everybody's kind of like that in high school to some degree. Yeah. So that was cool. So I guess to wrap things up, where do you put this with the, the Spider-Man movies? Where do you put this with the MCU? And where do you put this with 2017 superhero films? Um, with the Spider-Man movies, it's number two. Behind Spider-Man 2. Yeah, behind Spider-Man For me, two. it's two two or three. I, I, I don't know. I've seen the original Spider-Man a lot. So it, it, I might have to see this again to, to really judge it. But right now, I think this is probably three. Three? For me. Uh, well, I mean, uh, three would be the, the first Spider-Man. Right. And, yeah, so uh, you, just of course, you and I just flip-flop two and three. Yeah, it's just the first Spider-Man. It's a little too... It takes forever to get going. It's it like, takes forever to get going. It's an hour before he's like, I'm Spider-Man, yay! It's, it's, it's like... I don't know. It just doesn't have, like, uh, that... Then the energy to it. and energy that I that mm. I would like in a for, superhero, for his, well, for and especially his, for a Spider-Man, for Spider-Man movie. who is like very uh, much that. Yes, yes. I, the only thing that was holding this movie back was the action, mm-hmm. um, primarily. Which but, would but, probably but it's understandable, it like I said. One, yeah. Like instead, it's, it's rectified. Once he goes through those five hundred something web variations and sort of figures it out, I like the web grenade and I like the taser. I think all that was cool. Yeah, exactly. It mixed it up a lot. So. So, um, if they pull this same level of, then you're of gonna be pissed. quality, no, but with oh, good action. action sequences for the next one, then it, it would probably be better than the second one. Right. You know, but for now it's at number two. Okay. Yeah. What about with the MCU? MCU. Because for me, this is probably still in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Because this is, I actually have on Letterboxd, I have my, my Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe ranked. All right. Let me see. Let me see here. My number one would mm, it'd be one of the Captain Americas, I think. Winter Soldier or Civil War. Yeah, yeah it'd probably be Winter Soldier. Mm, I don't know. So where does Spider? Yeah, it would be probably Winter Soldier. Okay, number one. Then, uh, S- Avengers. 
Avengers. Avengers. Winter Soldier probably, then Avengers, then Civil War, then Guardians Two, and then probably it would be it's maybe this man. one. Yeah. Okay. So for you, it'd be or like- maybe Guardians One. Doc, no, this, and then maybe Doctor Strange or something. Okay, yours doesn't sound like it's too too different from mine. It's like a few things are flipping around. Yeah, and you have Guardians One obviously higher than I do. Yeah, I would probably do the same. It's like six or seven. Where you did Iron Man Two was the last one. Yeah, that one would be my last one too. And the same thing with Thor and the Hulk. I think everybody. I think those three are universally. I mean, those yeah, those are definitely the weakest. And then I think these like the Avengers and the two last two caps are I think pretty much universally considered the best. Yeah, maybe Guardians and Iron the original Iron Man for some people. The Captain Americas are pretty consistent. Yeah, they're awesome. The first one's really good too. And I'm hoping that the Black Panther will be like blow the side of the water. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. Be like amazing. I think for me, I think this is probably, this is probably six or seven. Like after Avengers, uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Guardians Two, uh, Iron Man, and then maybe this, or maybe right, maybe in this, and then Iron Man. It's like five or six, yeah, I'd say, exactly. around there, which is not, which is like not the upper tier of the MCU, but like upper middle tier. You uh-huh. know what I mean, which is pretty good considering this is the first movie with this version of the character. Yeah, I mean, we had him in Civil War, but I mean, this season, that movie's in it for like five to ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. This is the whole movie, so which and, I. Which is another reason I love the the beginning scene with him vlogging about his experience. Right, that was cool. Because you kind of saw you saw the yeah exactly. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? Oh, this guy's big. Yeah, he's yeah. on the floor, and you see him just like swing away. I I thought it was a very humorous take because you show that how how starstruck he is about being there, and holy shit, I have an amazing costume. What do right. I do? How do I? How put does this on? work? How does this work? You know? Or like when they're watching this fitness video, and he's like, I stole that guy's shield. Yeah. yeah that was exactly. cool. All that stuff was great. Yeah. Uh, and then for this year, the comic book movies, I'd say this is behind Guardians, like I said. Uh, probably ahead of Lego Batman, and definitely, but definitely behind Logan. Like, Logan's still probably my favorite movie of the year so far, and I've rewatched it a few times. I think or, for I, this I watched, year... I've watched it uh, on a couple times since I've had the I think movie, Iron like, Fist would probably be my favorite. What Iron Fist? Okay, the first of all, it's not a movie, and secondly, I'm that's just kidding. wrong. That's the wrong. Kidding. There's no wrong answer, but that's the wrong answer. <laughs> no, I, Iron I, Fist is fine. I think I actually like. Um, I think I actually like uh, Guardians better than Logan. Really? Oh, I don't know. See, rewatch Logan. Just because you love Guardians so much, though. Just because I'm pissed off that they didn't give us this Wolverine sooner. And I would have... I, I was talking about this with you you're before. Being, yeah, you're being vindictive with Fox. You're like, fuck you, Fox. Yeah, I mean, I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I love the Wolverine that they showed in this movie. But spoilers, but I only they saw, killed him at the fucking end of the movie. But I only saw the Wolverine that I wanted for all five or six movies for like... Nine. He was in nine movies. Three... Nine... Okay, what This is the ninth... Because well, he was in... Because <laughs> he had cameos in First uh, Class okay. and Apocalypse. Those count technically as yeah, yeah. appearances. So... But I only saw the Wolverine that I wanted for like five minutes. Right. When he had that serum. Because the rest of the time it was just a crippled like, Wolverine. I do shit. 
with an adamantium bullet. Yeah, but it's not all him. about. It's not only about the action. It's the story, the performances, yeah, the atmosphere, like, the score, and all that stuff. That's the best part of Wolverine, though. Like this is. It, it's probably you want to see him it's go the best, berserk. It's the best X Men film. Like it's the best film. It's the best made film of the X Men movies. The ten of them. Yeah. Which is saying a lot. Yeah. So for me, that stands still above. What was it? Guardians, Lego, Batman, this, and then Wonder Woman. I. This I don't know if I like this or Wonder Woman better. I have see, to see I wanna, them. Again. I want to see arms flying around. I have to see. Wonder I want to see him again. I want to see. I want to see people getting just like you're just impaled like and scary and, and, and well, I mean that's the character. I, I want to yeah, see people ripped apart. I want to see because he's that's why he's Wolverine because right, right. he is like a Wolverine. He's savage. So and he has like this rage and this this ferocity. Uh, inside him you know what i mean so yeah, it's yeah. like he's a beast I, you, you, he should be like drenched in blood after like a scene Jesus. you know like his shirt shouldn't even be white anymore the fact that he goes, john mcclain style yeah his shirt should you know he's always in the wife beaters it, you would go and watch some of the x-men movies and he'd be fighting all these people there's not a drop of blood in his yeah white, we've had you, his, you, his we've had this whole conversation his bleached before white you're shirt. very upset about yeah this. i mean like come on give me something and and it's not. So is this? A, do you want? Do you want Spider Man to be like limbs flying and shit too? Is that part of? What no, no, no. He that's didn't fight enough. He didn't cut arms off in this. Because that's I know I don't want him to go kill mode like his. Yeah. Oh like man, that was scary. Yeah, he, yeah. Why would Tony Stark even build that in there? You want to give to Peter Parker the option to kill people? I don't. I don't know. Well, maybe. you never know. Maybe he's going to be fighting Ultron robots and shit, and he's yeah. just destroy or something. His eyes got red. Yeah, though, that didn't was scary. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's the Terminator. It got like face. smaller, like 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 like, like Terminator like, style, like mm. yeah, kind of like your eyes when you when you like you're, yeah they they die. Well, it was the opposite of dilated. Right, right, right. It was like a focus type thing. Yeah. Like oh, I'm gonna kill, you know. It's like that was creepy. It was really, it was really creepy. Yeah. So I would probably put <laughs> like, this. No, no, no. I, I would still be Logan Guardians. Maybe then, either Wonder Woman or this, and then Lego Batman. And then those are all great movies, too. None of those are bad. Like, yeah. I, Lego Batman, I just rewatched it again today because I have it on Blu-ray. And, um, that yeah, that's a lot of fun. But I feel like Wonder Woman might edge this out just a little bit. I Only because this is a sixth Spider-Man movie. We have one Wonder Woman movie so far. Yeah. I don't know. I've only seen Logan once. So, I'm not... I'm maybe... Uh, it'll go up on the list, but I actually I'm gonna put it third place Logan. So it'd Wait, be Guardians. It'd be Guardians, Wonder Woman, Logan. What the fuck? And this movie. You're this a would hater. be last. You're this like I didn't last. get enough blood. I didn't see the Batman Lego, so yeah, yeah. I can't put that on the list. But well, I mean that's a, only a comic movie, barely, because it's I mean it's more it's, it's not Legos, serious. Yeah. It's more silly. It's more of a Lego movie than it is a Batman movie in yeah. some ways. Who played the Joker? Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah, he was really yeah. funny in it. I heard he was really good. Uh, I, is it on Redbox? I'll Redbox it or yeah, it should be Netflix. Or it something. should be probably not Netflix. Uh, no, no yeah. they just came out. Like a I can't wait for Justice League though. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm sure we'll reconvene. So I don't remember if it's Justice League or or um, Thor Ragnarok is first. Let me find that out because we'll probably have you back for one of those. Yeah, because be you good. seem to be my you're my comic book uh, movie expert, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I feel like it's I feel like it's um, Justice League, but I'm not 100. percent Thor Ragnarok is November 3rd. You don't think so? League like is... when Nick Fury runs November 17th. Into... Okay. So November 3rd and then November 17th. 
Oh, the same month. Yeah. A oh, couple weeks apart. That would be really good. Yeah. So it's a good month. Yeah, seriously. Um, you don't think that when like Nick Fury sees Peter Parker, he's gonna be like, Oh, I knew your parents or something. Oh, maybe. I mean I could see something like but very not, like a brief very brief an allusion to that, know. but not really delving into it where it's the whole mystery of the freaking thing. Like they didn't Or be like he, she, they helped with this mission or bring it up. Or, oh yeah, they worked with Shield. They, they worked they with found Shield. It. They were working with Peggy we Carter. We don't know and who Hank killed Kermit them or something, though. You know, and then that kind of comes up later right. with the villain. That's like, oh, well, I fucked them up. I hope not. If maybe you'll reference it, be like, oh, well, I knew your parents. That's it. Yeah. Don't be like, now I'm gonna find my parents, kill it. Fuck that. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't want that shit. Yeah. Don't bog him down. Then you're overcomplicating it. That's what they. That's how they ruined the franchise twice. Well, they before. don't. It could be done in a smart way, though. Yeah, but will it's it just, be? Yeah, I know. Will it be? No. It'll be terrible. Yeah, probably. They should let it be. <laughs> yeah. So, any other clo- any closing thoughts? I think we're good. Oh, I think will we're... it be, though? Will it be? <laughs> you have your, I mean, I have more faith in Marvel than I have in Sony, basically. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And Sony's kind of, I, I don't know if they're taking the creative lead, but they're going to try and exert more creative control as it goes forward, I'm sure. Because they'll be like, oh, yeah, we want more, more of that money, Marvel. Fuck you, get out. I wouldn't be surprised. So, yeah. I think that's is that pretty much all we have. Yeah, I think so. That's all for yeah. now. Uh, we had a long conversation about Spider-Man Homecoming. Not, wow, not a surprise. Like an hour and a half. Oh. Man, where are you going? Uh, so you can rate and review us on iTunes if you'd be so kind. We're also on Stitcher. You can find me on Twitter at Crooked Table. Uh, I think mine's at Freddie underscore Yanis. Y-A-N-I-Z. Freddie with a Y. I don't, um, you can tell I go on there a lot. Yeah, you're like, I don't know what my Twitter handle is. It's just my name, but I don't remember. I didn't remember if it was, it was an underscore. A period or an underscore. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's uh, underscore, though. There you go. So find <laughs> Freddie on, on Twitter at Freddie underscore Yanis. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and the other social medias. You can find more podcasts, reviews, videos, and other movie-related goodies at crookedtable.com. Next week, uh, I'm probably going to be talking about uh, Dawn or War for the Planet of the Apes. Ooh, I would think, be really good. or Baby Driver, depending what I end up seeing. But it's probably going to be one of those. You know, I if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I love me some Edgar Wright, especially Scott Pilgrim and stuff. So I'm excited to see Baby Driver and uh, and War for the Planet of the Apes because Dawn was amazing. We talked about that three years ago on the podcast. Yeah. So um, so yeah, a lot of good stuff coming this month. And then we have Dunkirk, the Christopher Nolan movie, and then Atomic Blonde. So there's a lot of there's a lot of big ones coming out. So I'm sure I'll talk about some of those in the coming weeks but um, I think that's all we have right now until then I've been Rob and this is Freddie we'll catch you around the table next week roll credits This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. That's the yard of a little KED.